everybody, it's Dale Jr. back again for the Dale Jr. Download. My co-host, Mike Davis, who was at the drag race all weekend. Yeah. That's good because our guest, John Force, has to be a drag racer. Yes. So we're going to talk a lot about that. John's going to talk a lot about that. I don't know if we'll get to talk much. Uh, yeah, if he, <laughs> if he is what we think he is. That's right. Well, let's get to it. For more than 40 years, he has been the strongest force in drag racing. Some may even call him a legend. With over 11,000 horsepower at his command, this driver has been hanged up, beaten up, busted up, upside down, and on fire from India to Australia. And he still climbs behind the butterfly steering wheel of his funny car to do battle with those one-third his age. Now, Dirty Mo Media brings drag racing's unstoppable force to the line. The 16-time NHRA world champion, John Force, takes the Dale Jr. download to the top. Matthew uh, produces sound elements every week, and they keep getting better and better. I hope you appreciated that one, John. Who are they talking about? I didn't even know who that was. <laughs> I'm like, man, I'm going to see more famous people here. I'm having a ball today. <laughs> I don't know. Beaten, battered, on fire. I mean, did that cover you? Is yeah. that is that you? Is that me? I mean, you've been you've I wrote gone the, through the right. I wrote the book on being on fire and a few funny cards. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. <clears throat> hey, you know what I really want to talk about? Yeah. That new baby girl. I just saw her photo because my daughter, Courtney and Graham, they always show me all the photos. Yeah. Like, they really know you. And I tell everybody, <laughs> I know Junior. Like, we're buddies. We hang out. And I really don't know him. But I knew your dad real well. Yeah. And But but I know everything you do because I'm a big fan. I'm a big follower. Yeah. No, she's great, man. She had her first birthday party her birthday's tomorrow uh but we had the party on saturday and got amy's family yeah. from texas flew in we had 45 adults and 22 kids mike was there and uh we had everybody in the pool we hired a lifeguard being responsible i'm sitting there i built this pool 10 years ago and i would have never thought that it would be full of kids <laughs> um so uh that was it you know times have changed and we all growed up it took us a long time to get there but we've grown up <laughs> and matured but she's amazing, man. Changed my life. I, I tried to remember what is her name. I tried to Isla memorize Rose. it. What is I, it? Isla Rose. I, and most beautiful, all babies are beautiful. Yeah, right. But uh, it's pretty cool. She got her looks from Mama, though, right, Junior? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I don't know, man. It's crazy. She's uh, she's a lot of fun. Every day they get. I mean, the first six months was real hard because you kind of feel like the guy, you know, the the man in a relationship feels like we can't there's nothing we can do we feel kind of useless in that sort of time frame but now that she's gotten older and yeah uh, we can do a little bit more we can help and uh, but i'm pretty hands-on were you pretty hands-on yeah. as a dad they get personalities yeah and they grow up and it becomes a whole different life but let me tell you wait till you get to them grandkids now that's a long ways away i know but my 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 granddaughter autumn uh she's 13 she drives junior dragsters won her first race last year yeah and and uh jacob and noah they're racing junior dragsters they're five and six but noah won game ball for football last week and he held up the, <laughs> he's he's at home and my wife's watching him and ashley was out here filming with her production company and in the middle of it it was so awesome and i said i'm gonna win this four white here at z max i'm gonna do it <laughs> and i'm gonna get the game ball and i wanted to call that out and then last night he said grandpa you didn't get the game ball. <laughs> you didn't do no. your part, right? <laughs> no, but I didn't go to the Vern Center, so it was a pretty good weekend. <laughs> good for you. Right? I mean, 
You, how many times have you been to the burn center? How many burns? How many times have you gotten uh, injuries from those crashes? In which town? Yeah, right. <laughs> oh my goodness! I've been in, really? But I've been out here a hundred years. I was out here before you all were born. You know <laughs> well. what I'm saying? And, and I don't know why I'm doing it. I still ain't figured it out. I don't need the money. I mean, everybody needs money, yeah. but I mean, it's it's like I get to be with my kids. You know, uh, you know, Brittany's driving top fuel, and then Courtney married Graham Rahal, an IndyCar driver, and they ran off with my driver. So I'm in her car right now, and it's pretty fast. <laughs> yeah. If I wasn't so fat, this old race car, <laughs> I got a hundred pounds on Courtney. But but it's really great being with her team. Uh, karate and Daniel Hood. My son-in-law uh, runs that car. That's Ashley's husband. So, you know, it's just, we're just all family. And it's, I really love this place. This gets you in racing <laughs> mode. Yeah. Sitting here. You like yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. It's new for us. So we, uh, it's still kind of new for us too. We uh, did it this year. So we knew you were coming. So we, we need a doll it up. We need some drag racing memorabilia and die yeah. cast in yeah. here. That's what I got need. some. I'll send some. You will? Right. And a bill will come right behind it. <laughs> <laughs> Still got to pay the bills, right? Just, just kidding. So if if Isla comes in fifteen or sixteen years and says, "Dad, I want to run for junior motorsports. I want to do this." What what advice do you have for him uh, on how his response should be? Well, you never know where children what your kids are going to do, grandkids. But you want to give them that opportunity someday if you can. Uh, you know, all my family races. I mean, we we've never worked at McDonald's. I worked at Taco Bell in the early days and Foster Freeze, but our my kids don't know the normal life, and 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 their husbands are we're all racers, and and uh, who knows what they're gonna do? But you want to have that opportunity. But I like I tell them, you want to get rich, better get NASCAR. Oh, is that right? Is <laughs> yeah, that right? That's what I tell them. So okay, all right. drag racing. <laughs> <laughs> I um so my feeling right now. I mean, she's I was only one years old, but. Um, I'm hoping that she doesn't really want anything to do with racing. Did you ever have any feelings one way or another with your girls? If uh, Did you hope that maybe they didn't want to get into racing? When Ashley, when Ashley turned 16, I went out to Pomona. I had a few bucks, and I bought her a car. Uh, 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 I'm with Chevrolet, so let me get this clear. But I bought a Mustang, red convertible, and I thought, this is what she'll love. And I went home. And gave it to her, and she goes, what's that? <laughs> it was a 64, 65 Mustang. Yeah. And I said, what do you mean, what is that? That's, <laughs> that's a classic car. No, Dad. And she wanted a Chevrolet pickup truck. Yeah. A girl. Uh -huh. I said, okay. So we got her a truck, and that's how we went on down the road. So she loved cars, and then along came, you know, uh, Brittany. They all loved the cars because they lived at the racetracks week after week. You know what I mean? And then along comes Courtney, and she really loved it. Yeah. And and uh, in, and in the middle of it, they just go down the road, and then next her in super comps going 160, then they're in A fuel going, you know, 260. Now they're going 330, and and and, and it, it just evolves. But do you live in that fear every day, that gut ache? Not just when they're crashing and on fire, but when they're losing out there. Brittany lost yesterday in the advanced auto parts car, and I was sick over it, yet I had to get my head back into the race. I, I don't know where they're going to go. I wish they'd all be doctors. Right. You know what I'm saying? Take care of me, which is coming here any day at my age. Yeah, I think that's the same way I feel. Is like, man, I really, I just know the heartache and the, how hard racing can be on you. 
uh, emotionally and, and uh, how hard it is on your family and stuff. And I'm like, man, I hope she doesn't want to ever go into that, into that kind of stuff or get involved in it. She may, but, um, the weird thing for me is that I've retired, kind of retired and she'll never really experience my career, uh, because, you know, I quit racing full time, but it'll be interesting to see if she still wants to know or wants to be a part of it. Oh, she'll know plenty. Yeah. Okay. All you gotta do is turn on the TV. <laughs> <laughs> So you guys just got done racing at Charlotte uh, this weekend, and I appreciate you staying over. I got your video, and I sent it out on social media. I hope you don't mind, but because uh, I wanted to tell everybody he's going to be on my show. Mike went to the race this weekend and uh, never had been to a drag race before. Never had been. He didn't get to go down to the tree. He had his little girls with him, and he didn't want. He he couldn't make that work. But uh, he got to see everything else. Yeah. And uh, one of the things that. Um, and I went to the to the drag race at Charlotte a year ago, a couple years ago. And um, one of the things that, you know, you guys do so well is accessibility. And uh, Mike can talk about that. But uh, literally, you know, the fans can get access like nowhere else. And it's incredible. And I know you guys, uh, y'all work hard to sort of make yourselves accessible and connect with your fans. And has it always been like that? Yeah, the- that, that's what NHRA has to offer is – Every ticket's a pit pass. Yeah. You know, NHRA, I love it. I'm hooked on it. Uh, it's tried to kill me a bunch of times. You know, the, the hot rods, not NHRA personally. <laughs> they didn't try and to kill me. Like got to, it. Yes. They'd like to kill me, too. The front office did not. Yeah. Okay, got it. But, but it, it, it is, you know, we know NASCAR's huge. Uh, we've watched it grow. It's amazing. And we're your little brother. We're trying to chase you guys. And and uh, but it is something in the pits, hospitality. Yeah. And and you know, I had a fan say once, you can go to the races and get run over by John Force in a golf cart. <laughs> and I like that ain't funny. But <laughs> but I've I've nicked a few out there. <laughs> in, in my time. And but uh, no, nah, it 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 really is. It's quite a show. The ground shakes when you're standing there, sitting in the stands, and you know, ten thousand horsepower cars going three hundred and thirty. We never have to go around corners like you. Y'all, less we're on fire. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then we go around corners through walls. <laughs> but um, it, it really is a great show. I really love it. But I love NASCAR. I love IndyCar. I love them all because I'm I'm a I'm a car junkie. Always have been. Yeah, it's uh it's just incredible to access. You like you say, man. You can basically um, get a pass and walk anywhere you want to go. And and you guys build. So our hospitalities in our sport, we have the garage and we have the, the car in the garage and the, and the truck and the team and they're working on the car there. And then the hospitality is outside the track. You guys do it all together. So like if I go over to your hospitality, I can see you, your car, your team working on the car, you guys warming the car up, all of it right there in the pits. And uh, I like how consolidated it is and how friendly it is. Um, you talked about going through walls, being on fire, and uh, – it got me thinking. Mike talked about this uh, experience uh, during his weekend. You guys uh, break a lot of stuff, even when you run good. Even when you finish a run, y'all's motors and uh, particularly the motors go through hell, like throughout a race weekend. How many? So y'all change, y'all rebuild the engine between every run. Let's rephrase that. I know yeah. I never answer a question. I never answered a while ago. But the point is. My checkbook goes through hell, okay? <laughs> yeah. And I'm telling you, they tear them down, they put them back together, and, and, and they start them up. And I've watched them, people in hospitality just tip over from the smell of nitro. Yeah. <laughs> hey, are you, and they're just in there like, 
like addicts. Yeah. You know, they're wanting to watch it, trying to eat their food. You know what I'm saying? And uh, but but it is quite a show. And then watch them take the cars out, run them, and then uh, they come right back and they're sitting right there watching you tear them apart, put them together. It, it's it's kind of a a, a different style than NASCAR and oh, IndyCar. Yeah. Oh, but nice. they all have their personalities. And um, uh, it's, it's pretty cool to watch. I went in a bay one time. I, I had a sponsor said, I've got to force. I got to get a picture with Dale Earnhardt. And I said, okay, we'll go over and get a picture. You pay him millions of dollars. He said, oh, no, I can't just go over there. So I, I didn't know Dale either. I said, are you the guy was sponsoring me. So I said, I got to go there. So I, I walked over. Your dad had pulled into the garage. And, and, and I'm standing there, and I said, uh, you know, he had his helmet on. I said, Dale. I said, I'm John Forrest. Uh, I won a championship. And he goes, yeah, I know you are. And I said, uh, oh, I don't know how to ask this, but if I don't get you a picture, you just stand up and get a picture with this guy, I'm going to get fired. <laughs> okay. And the guy's got his girlfriend with him, and he wants to impress her. And I really need you. And he took off his helmet, and he looked at me, and he goes, let's make him sweat. <laughs> and, and that's when I knew. That was the first time I ever spoke to your dad. And I realized that he was just a real guy. Yeah. Like he was just like us. And, but, but he knew the drill. And uh, I had so, so many good times, you know, with those guys. In the early, I didn't ever get to know them, but it was pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, I think that there was a common uh, respect <clears throat> between you and dad. Coach, I mean, you kind of, he's the John Forrest of NASCAR. You're kind of the Dale Earnhardt of drag racing, 16-time champion. I mean, if you win one more, <laughs> like – I mean, how, how many? When is uh, when is enough championships? I guess there aren't enough. <laughs> I, There's no such thing as too many championships, but 16. Yeah. Well, I want to eat. I want to keep eating. <laughs> and and I like them Chevrolets I got at home. And 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 my wife won't let me come home. She loves me. She just don't like me. But <laughs> but I I live on the road. It is my home. Yeah. You know, I go through the airport in Dallas. I know everybody. That's where I get my hair cut, my shoes shined, and, and get my coffee. It's just a way of life. I don't know anything else. It's really, it's really kind of sad. I mean, I, I got a nice place up in Lake Tahoe. We get there twice a year. You know, the gardeners are there more than me. And I got a nice home, but I can't get to it. So, uh, <laughs> but my home is, I'm a, I, I, I grew up in a trailer house yeah. with five brothers and sisters. My kids didn't know what a, what a, a TV, uh, you know, one of them little tables you put in front of the TV. Yeah. Hell were those called? I'm so old, I forgot. Yeah. 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 TV dinners? Yeah, they, they didn't have any idea what that was, you know, and, and they're all you now big tables. They, they went in my trailer house. Uh, I kept my mom's trailer house when she passed, and they went in there and they looked at that. Oh, and I'm sorry to hear about your mom. Yes, sir. But, but you know what, how I look at it? Now they can really help us yeah. and take care of us from heaven. That makes things perfect. That's yeah. right. So yeah. you kept the house that you're uh, the you trailer house. In? Yeah, the trailer house. And we finally had to cut it up because it just got bug ravaged oh, and everything. Yeah. But my kids went in there and started crying. It was documented on TV. Yeah. And they were bawling their eyes. I like this is where you live. Nobody can. Well, you be, you become. <laughs> you know, you, you get up and you got your girlfriend's picture on the dash of your car. Yeah. My first car ever was a '54 Chevy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When I drove for Ford, I used to say it was a 54 Ford. 
<laughs> no, but I, but I started with Chevrolet. That's where I came from. Yeah, I don't get this right. Campbell will be kicking my butt yeah. by <laughs> late today. But but you know, um, I really I started in Chevrolet. I won championships. Then I went to Ford, and then Chevrolet took me back. And uh, but along the way, uh, you know, your car is is your football helmet in the back seat, your girlfriend's sure. picture, your your Playboy magazine under the seat. You, can I say that on the show? Sure, sure. Okay. So in in the middle of it, you become a gypsy. We travel to the logging camps, and and, and my dad was a logger, and and we go back to haul cattle in the sun, you know, in the winter in California. So we are always gypsies. So I live in the biggest trailer court in the world with all my friends, and and racing just a car is what you do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and somehow that just gets becomes part of your life. You don't know. I don't know where I'm going in the next deal. Right. I keep crashing. I can't take much more. Hey, I read your unbelievable. I, I thought He's it was talking about the book. Yeah. I thought it was. I, no, no. I'm really. I got an education, and and you know what? Uh, uh, I, I really, you know, tried to figure out. I thought it'd be all about racing, right. you know, but it was really all about the things that happened to race car drivers and people don't get it, no. but they got it when I read it. Cause I've, I've been doing this for a hundred years before you were born, son. And I look at this and I said, Oh God, I never realized so many things. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, um, I called up my shrink. I said, I need to be committed today. <laughs> oh, I'm over this thing. But, but you learn so much from that. Of, of what you go through, what we go through, and, and fans don't need to know. Get a chance, buy the book. I, I'm not trying to plug the book. Sure. No, but go ahead. We, we, won't, but we won't stop it, you. It was great. Thank it you. Was great. I got it. I, I took it. My daughter said, uh, they, uh, Courtney joked, every morning, Dad, we, we went to Tahiti. I don't do vacations. I'm like Trump. If I, I ain't getting into politics here. What I'm saying is, <laughs> if I go to an island, I want to build a racetrack. He wanted to build a hotel. Yeah. And, and we went to Tahiti this year, and it was uh, painful for me. But my grandkids were there. But I got up every day, and I went down, and I, I started reading the book because yeah. I needed something to do. <laughs> and, man, my, my daughters will tell you, I got hooked on it, and it was. I went back. I, I went back and started underlining things so I could remember, you know, how how things happened, and it was just really cool. And and my daughters, they make a joke like, you know, because I have insomnia. When I go to read, I I've been working on the Bible for fifty years, <laughs> and I'm almost done. But I I get in there and I fall asleep. Yeah. But I never fell asleep during your book, and I read it. It probably took me every day. I'd spend a couple hours, and I'd sit by the pool. They got a picture of me in the pool with the book. <laughs> they did. And, we saw oh, it in the pool. Oh, they did. We saw oh, it. Yeah. Oh, they tweet everything. That's you're really good at that, Junior. Thanks. Uh, th th I'm saying Junior because that's what it said on the bill, and I said, "Where's Dale Earnhardt? Where's the <laughs> Dale Junior? Earnhardt. Where's yeah. he at?" But but it was really cool reading it and the education that I got. And it, it don't matter if you're a race car driver, truck driver, or a cook. Yeah. You, you need to read this book, America, because it, it, it will teach you things that will help you in life go down. And it, it was took me a complete different road than I imagined it to be. Like, really? like, like yeah. expand on that. What, what, what did you expect it to be, and then what did you take away from that book then? Well, I just thought it would be all racing. I thought it was going to be about junior racing and all the stuff, and 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 and, and all of a sudden it started talking about things that happened, things you learned, uh, you know, and 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 what you went through. I don't want to get into all that, sure. you know what I mean? But but uh, it, it's amazing that you get back in that car and your adrenaline will drive you where you have no fear. 
Yeah. We, we'd, we'd run off a cliff if they'd let us. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what, that's what we do. And, and, and then one day you wake up and you go, no, that ain't what we do. You know, I always tell oh, don't worry, I ain't gonna. They, they got music they play on the start line. It's either Jesus, take the wheel, when, <laughs> you, you know. And the other one was, take this job and shove it. They played it every race when I got ready to start my car. And, 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 and now, the, and then Jesus, take the wheel. And now they got one, I don't want no rocking chair, you know. And the problem is, half the fans in the stands say, Never heard these songs. Yeah. <laughs> Who is this guy? But but you know you 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 get caught up in like like uh, you know I'm something special. I'll live forever and tell you I've laid in them hospitals, <laughs> broken legs and arms, and land there. And this you hear the doctor saying, "Well, if he ain't gonna die from old age, he gonna die from this." And you think, "What do you mean dying? What are you talking about? <laughs> We're Superman." This <laughs> no. But then you wake up, and that's why in your book, man, it woke me up. Man, I start thinking. You know, this is serious stuff, and I've been playing this game. Like coming here today, this ain't me. I'm a different personality. I'm going on Earn Hard Show. I'm putting on my nose, and I'm coming here, and I'm going to have some fun. And <laughs> This if, isn't you. You're saying Shib- that, that there's if, no way. I think that we are seeing the real John. Paul. We're, we're going to let you get in here in a minute. Would you want to get in our show, me and Dale's show? Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. No, you guys jump in. Honestly, I think this is the John Force download, to be honest with you. No, but, but I love it. But, boy, when I read that book, I said, okay, wait a minute here. Let's think about this, about, uh, you know, what's – I always said, the monster's in the front seat. He'll blow up and he'll get you. But I never believed it. You know what I mean? And, 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 and boy, he got me a bunch of times. Now I think about that monster. Now I say to my crew chief, hey, how is your morning? Are you feeling good? And he goes, I don't know how I'm feeling, but hit the fire bottles at 200 feet. Okay. <laughs> so none of those times you ever thought about maybe hanging it up? Uh Every day now since I read the book. Oh no! Oh lordy! No, no that's not no, what you're supposed to leave no, with the book. No, but but I love it and 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 I do it. But I, you know, there's reasons why I stay in the sport. Okay, and and I've never said this before, but I'll say it because I'm hopped up on coffee. But <laughs> but um, uh, we lost a young driver, Eric Medlin. <clears throat> right. Uh, and uh, three months later, the cars had gone through a transition of starting to lose. We lost Coletta. We lost a number of drivers. And it was all about, put another engine in. We can do this. You know, and, and, you know, we're warriors. But that's all, that ain't the truth. That ain't the way the world really works. And and I thought, I crashed. And it should have killed me. Same thing. Harmonics and oscillation. Chassis breaking apart. Flying in the air. Yeah. My daughter got it together and she won the round ahead of me. And she went over and said, Dad ain't in the car. Where's the motor in the front half and I was back stuck on a guardrail and in the middle of all of it, um, it, it, you started realizing that, that things can go ugly here and you're not Superman. You know what I mean? And you get through it and, um, anyway, I'm getting sidetracked. I don't want to get into bad stuff, but, but, uh, I looked at Eric and I thought there must be a reason for me that why would the good Lord take a beautiful kid like him and keep a, a guy like me, there must be a reason. And things change. When we lost your dad, that broke my heart. And 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 I remember the uh, when you watched the funeral, you thought it was a president. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The cars packed in. You know, and uh, because they they loved him like they love you. 
That's just the way it is. And 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 in the middle of all of it, uh, there must have been a reason for me to, to build safety. Now I got chassis shops and all this stuff in Indian motor programs. And, and, and it ain't me. I ain't smart enough to build nothing. But it's working with the military, working with NASA, working with the pro organization, learning from NASCAR, and trying to take things. Uh, I, I You know, you look at the, the neck restraints and a lot of stuff that come out from the loss of your dad. A, a, a negative became a positive that have saved so many. But then I thought, I must have a reason. And part of that is to help grow our sport. I want to grow it because I people go, you know, I, I didn't build this sport. I learned from the Don Perdomes and the Gartlitzes and the Shirleys and the Raymond Beatles and the Bernsteins. And I said, I learned from them. They taught me how to drive. They taught me how to interview, how to find money. You know what I mean? How to get drunk. They taught me all that. <laughs> see? But then along the way, now there's a, a middle generation that I went through of the of the Baysmores, the Hoffmans, those guys. And now I'm into the third group of these young kids coming up. And and they they're great drivers. They can they're all beating me up every week. My <laughs> son-in-law set another record, Robert Height. He won. Beat, only guy to ever beat me four times in a row. Okay. But it was and I love him to death. He's just great. He's president of my company. But in the middle of it, um, I want to help these young kids see where it's going to go. So there needs a reason for me to stand around. My daughter said, get in my dragster. I don't know anything about a dragster. I never drove one. I stay in funny car. So I know that thing. Uh, and, and if there's anything I can do to help the sport, you know what I mean? That's what I'm going to do. Try to help them and, and educate these young kids and build our sport. Because we're in a tough economy. It's, uh, it's, nobody wants to buy one race car anymore. You got to sell them to three different people. Yeah. Corporate America is right. tough. The world's changing. Yeah. So. Well, people love you because of, you know obviously because you win, but people love you because of who you are, and the energy and and the personality. What drivers coming up today? I mean, eventually you're going to hang it up. You're uh, almost seventy years old. What drivers do you see in the sport today are going to be the personalities that'll fill your shoes? I mean, they got to be. These, we got to be talking about some big shoes to fill. I know you're not going to be bragging on yourself, but personalities are critical in sport, particularly in motorsport. Uh, what? Who are the drivers that you think can fill your shoes and 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 the ones that's going to turn the fans on? If you, if, I'm doing okay in the points that the last couple of years I've been struggling. I think they all filled my shoes already. But they, I love these kids, and 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 yeah, we have arguments, we have fights, things that go down. But they really love what they do, and they want to be the best. But there's already the stars. Uh, you know, naturally, Robert Height, my guys won championships. Winning championships helps. It builds that the fan base. You know, everything that you do, helping selling sponsor products. I know I ain't pitched one sponsor here, and I don't know if I'm allowed to. I'm being real careful. But what I'm, <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is that uh, uh, don't worry, I'm wearing my uniform. Yeah, right. Okay, so right. I'll be, uh, he's they got a TV see camera. You got the cameras. <laughs> but but you know, you 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 take a Ron Caps. He's a champion, mm -hmm. like Robert Height. He's a champion. Uh, Ashley, uh, that drove Funny Car for me, never become the champion, but become a huge name and one of the biggest sellers in products. It's just built in. But you know, she had the first name. A lot of she drove a funny car like her dad. A lot of that. Courtney built her name, came up the ranks. Uh, unbelievable winning races. Uh, Br Brittany's already won a championship. So certain, but there's so many like Matt Hagen. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? He's won champ. Beckman, uh, Caps, naturally. Uh, the, the, the Petragon brothers, one's in the TV box. 
Hey, he says, I, I'm, I'm having a life. I'm making money. I'm still a big star, and I ain't trying to kill myself every day. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, he went to TV as well. He knows oh, all that. Oh, yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, but some of us still, they'll never give me a show. I, do, I don't know. Because oh. I'll say, <laughs> we give you a show. I, think, I don't know. I think you're wrong about that. I'll say all the things will scare them to death. No. Nah. But, but I'm really lucky. I've got sponsors like Peak Pick Me Up and Advanced Auto Parts and Auto Club and these guys, Chevrolet. You know, at my age, you know what I mean? And I, I mean, they were telling me to quit when I turned 50. Then when <laughs> I turned 60, oh, okay, this got to be over. And uh, no, I'll, I'll go another year. And now I'm going on 100. I'm embarrassed to say my age anymore. And next year, <laughs> next week, I'm going to be 100 in Atlanta. But I don't know where to go. I'm just kind of lost out there. Uh, you know, uh, you guys with NASCAR going in the TV box, Gordon went, all of that has a way. I don't have a place to go. And NHRA probably had enough of me. They want to run me off. But, but I love what I do. I'm trying to help. But new stars are growing. Torrance, the kid that won the championship. J.R. Todd. These guys come out of the box and they, they say things and people go, oh, they're rude. They're crazy. And no, they're not. They're beautiful. They're, 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 they're speaking out from the heart. Because yeah. you got to talk from the heart. And if you don't, it all just becomes fake. And that's how I get in trouble. That's why my attorney, we sat down to do a show one day and my attorney said, okay, we're going to film you for three hours because we were going to put it out there for, to have a talk show with John Forrest, build a studio, everything in, in my shop in California, you know, with couches like Jay Leno, the whole deal. Right. And after me doing two hours of tape and I thought I'm on a roll today. And my attorney said, okay, we need to, this is a bad idea. <laughs> really? Yeah. You got into politics, you got into comedy, you cuss more than a trooper. You know what I'm saying? And he said, no, you're going to say <laughs> something here and you're going to get shot. Yeah. And so we just kind of said, that's the end of that. Well, you, you know? had your own reality show and it was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Driving force. That was so good. Did you yeah, like that? Yeah, it, it was fun. Uh, I got to spend a lot of time with my kids. Yeah. But you know what, what happens is because of budgets, and we made pretty good money, but because of budgets, they started scripting shows. Oh. And pretty soon they're going, I can't believe you're yelling at your daughter like that. No, that's me yelling at the dog. He just pooped in the front yard. <laughs> and, and they would they would take the dog scene and they'd put me with my kids. And my kids were very emotional. And then we oh. were filming at Gainesville when, when we lost Eric. And I felt like uh. I should have been on the starting line. You know, we were testing on Monday, but I'm out there making movies. And I thought, that's it. We stopped the show right there. Wow. And it's time to go down another road. And, and, uh, and they want us to go back. They talk to us. But racing is such an overload. Don't have a life. I go, I go fishing with my grandsons, and they go, you don't know how to fish, do you? <laughs> you don't know nothing but a race car. And um, Yeah, anyway, you don't have any hobbies, right? Huh? You don't have any hobbies. I, 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 tr I tried golfing once. Yeah. I'll never forget I was on a golf course. They come over. I hit the ball from the tee, and it went to the right. Wrong said, way. No, Tiger Woods couldn't have done that. <laughs> and it bounced off the golf cart, and, and the starter, Wally Parks of NHRA, him and his wife were sitting there. He didn't even see the ball. Bing. Oh, it just missed him. They said, get force. And that was with Winston in the old days, down at Rockingham. So they said, you drive the beer cart. So me and Bob Fisher, my buddy, we got on the beer cart. We drove it all day. We were so drunk. And, and, and I, I don't drink anymore. I actually quit. About nine months in my last crash, doctor said, you need to stop drinking and start thinking about this stuff. Okay, so in the middle of it, 
in the middle of it. So we went swimming in a big old pond. And a guy come by on a tractor and said, get out of that water. There's moccasins in there. <laughs> I'm from California. Like you think you're at Disneyland everywhere you go. Almost got ate by a gator down in Florida a couple weeks ago. Because I don't live in the real world. California's all, it's all fake. You know what I mean? Everything you see is, is <laughs> if it's a gator, it's, it's, it's put there on a rail. <laughs> so did that answer your question about hobbies? <laughs> you ended up with a, almost getting eaten by a gator. There you go. That's good. That's good. Oh, don't, don't, don't that's the true deal. No, I, was, no, I have no doubt. I was in a restaurant once in Florida, me and my brother Louie, and we looked out the window and we go, look, there's a gator walking across the back of the restaurant. So we all ran around, ran there, and the guy went out and said, are you nuts? I said, well, how could they let a gator just walk around here and, and, and then tell us that we're afraid? You know what I mean? <laughs> no. They said, you better be afraid. Yeah. yeah. So, hey, that might teeth. be exciting. Yeah. If I'm, if I'm going to go down, if it ain't in a race car, I'm gonna, I want to tango with a great white. Hey, a great I, white. I surfed as a kid, and let me, sharks are all around you. We never thought about none of that stuff. In 1974, when I went to Australia with my funny car, I'll let you guys get in here in a minute. I'm really sorry. But I went down there, and I saw a, a, a great white shark. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, at Barrier Reef. Yeah. And I'm telling you, the Jaws movie wasn't too far off. Oh, really? Yeah. And and uh, you in the water? Oh man! I tell you what, I used to joke uh, before I was sponsored with Chevrolet. Uh, you know, that thing could have ate a Volkswagen. Of course, now I say a, a Chevrolet. <laughs> right. But I mean, geez, they're really big. Yeah. You know. And I saw ET that year. So, but since I quit, <laughs> not a shark movie. No, the, no, the movie ET. Okay, but, no, I got but, it. Yeah. But but since the, um, I saw an alien. <laughs> huh? You guys never even heard of these movies. No, have I, I have. Yeah. I, I'm trying to correlate ET with sharks. Is what I'm no, to those do. are movies in '74 that came so, okay, out. Okay, so now I got and it. the I Exorcist. Got it. I got. Oh it. man, I got real problems. '74 was a good year for I, movies. I I sat in my bedroom hugging my teddy bear, waiting for the exorcism to come in. <laughs> So, no, that's that's a lot, you know, that's you, what we do. You used to do movie reviews, didn't you? Wait, we're in hell. God's talking to me, and it's that's a woman. Right. That's right. It's a woman. It's, yeah, it's, it's Leah. It's your hey, wife. John. Your wife is asking. Leah's back there. Uh, so so she, did he reviews? did movie reviews? I yeah, mean, you used to do movie reviews. Why, why did this stop? This uh, is good. He's, but I love... Man, hi, hi girl. <laughs> oh, you went, you moved, not that I don't love racing, and I've made plenty of money, but you moved up. Okay. Well... Hey, yeah, got okay. out of drag race and went to NASCAR, her big brother. <laughs> yep. Listen, I mean, I, over the weekend, I was out there with Leah, and she was uh, she was just as much a celebrity as anybody else out there. But uh, but I also asked her because we had such a good time. I said, "Man, you left this to come to us. That that I would I wouldn't have done that. This was too much fun." But uh, anyways, that was you know. Speaking of Leah, she had and you've been talking about having to hang out with all these kids, and and you know you got them racing for you, and you got and she has. Uh, a thing that she does with us where she tries to give us millennial words and see if we know what they mean. And oh, I think John needs to be the one to educate us on millennials because, I mean, he's around them, right? <laughs> Is that what we should do? Yeah, I feel like, you know, we'll find out if his daughter has ever taught him anything. Okay, let's hear it. What do you got? All right. So oh, don't wait a minute. <laughs> I just came from a hospital and they gave me a test. Really? <laughs> and they showed me this horse with a horn on its head. And they said, what is that? I said, it's a horse with a horn on its head. <laughs> and I couldn't think of the word unicorn. Yeah. <laughs> I think they flunked me. They said, you can't flunk these tests. And you can't pass them. You, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. The impact and, I, and I said, wait a minute. 
What is that? You're going to flunk me because I don't know what a unicorn is because I had a blank spot? Anyway, I had a bunch of blank spots. <laughs> Give anyway. us a word. Let's hear it. All me, right. me and Dale don't know these words. All right. So the millennials use this term called ghost. They ghost someone. Do you know what that would mean? When ghost when someone, someone ghosts go- someone. Now, see, I, like those tests I took, I could get real smart and try to figure out what they mean. And then you outthink it, yeah. and you don't answer the question. Right. And they said, won't you just answer the questions? And I said, yeah, but I'm trying to figure out what you want, you know, <laughs> so I can pass. And they said, you don't flunk or pass here. I said, well, what am I doing here? I already know I'm nuts. Why am I sitting here with you guys? <laughs> okay, what is a ghost? But I remember Do- the movie with Demi Moore. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. It all comes back to Is that movie. what the millennials mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, when you ghost someone, it means you, like, completely disappear after hanging out with them. And, like, you show them interest. And then you just, like, then you just, like stop talking to them after okay. hanging out with oh, them. That once. That's what it means when you ghost someone. All right. Well, it- that's what we used to do in the bar in Rockingham in the old days. <laughs> You, After you, you go- got drunk, you didn't remember anybody. You ghosted him. You ghosted him. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't drink anymore. I quit. What else you got? Anything uh, else? When you have the T, what does that mean? When, when you have the T, T-E-A. Oh, when you have the T? When, when you have, have the, the T. Yeah. Do you know what this means? When you have the T? Yeah, when you have the T, do you know what that means? <laughs> Wait a minute. It's starting to feel like a porno show here. <laughs> <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't going. I, I know what it meant in my day. I ain't going down this road. <laughs> I don't, I don't even, I don't yeah, I don't know what that would mean. Uh, it means you have the gossip. You, oh, you have the oh like so shit, like you're having tea with yeah, each other. Yeah, you see that gif with like Kermit where he's drinking the tea? Yeah, yeah. like he's got the he's got the gossip. Oh, well, I, am I, I think of tea leaves and yeah, I can't keep that up. one down. No, I didn't know that either. No, that's interesting. So when you go to the that's track in Atlanta. That's what that gif means? The Kermit drinking the tea gif? Is, I didn't know yeah. that the whole time. Is, it's hey. like, mm, you know, he's got the tea. He's got the gossip. Okay. Never heard that ever in my thought, life. Look, I'm getting, I read your book, I got educated, and I'm sitting right here. Go to Atlanta this week and go to Robert Hyde or to Brittany and just use yes. a millennial use word words. and see if they can yeah. uh, follow the along. Ask them if you got the T. Yeah, ask them if they got the T. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard it. All right, don't do that then. You got any more, Leah? Yeah, I got one more. Do you know what a dip dot is? <laughs> no. Yeah, dipping dots. Yeah, <laughs> I eat them some, all the time. We had some yesterday at the under the John Force grandstand. As a matter of fact, not not quite the same. So a, dip dot. A dip dot is somebody who's not being very smart. They might be oh you know, an idiot. Really? <laughs> somebody who's acting like an idiot. Yeah. So you're a dip dot. You're a dip dot. I'm a dipping dot. I like that. <laughs> Let's take a quick break here um, from John Force to talk about some of our partners. This one's been around for a while. One of our favorites, pristineauction.com. Pristineauction.com is an online sports auction website where you can bid and win some incredible items. If you like autographed sports memorabilia, this should be your destination. Everything that's on Pristine is authentic. Authenticity is guaranteed. I know this because I've signed with Pristine. We've had guests on this show that have signed for Pristine. If you see an autograph on there, it's legit. Mm-hmm. The best part, though, is it's affordable. Every auction on Pristine starts at one buck. Every single auction starts at a dollar. Before the show, Dillner, you had an item you bid on? Yeah, I bid this morning. Yeah. Oh. An item, uh, it's a red boot, like oh. leatherish boot. It's a uh, Ric Flair's wrestling boot. Oh. It's signed by Ric Flair. I'm trying That's... to get it for the studio, man. Uh, I think it's up to 60-something dollars. I'm, oh, I'm my goodness. I'm in a war right now for a boot. I never thought that I'd That is actually a pretty cool item. That oh, is. Yeah, man. That, so, that, you know, you think... What what could be on there? Die cast, eight by tens. They actually have, you know, unique items like this boot. Um, 
There's different types of auctions as well. They got the daily auction. No waiting around for multiple days to bid and win. Like on some sites, there'd be seven days you're sitting there waiting on this item to finally close. Um, they also have a 10-minute auction. So it's fast, rapid fire. Um, get in there and get that item. Sometimes you catch a lot of people sleeping on those 10-minute uh, auctions. Remember, it's free to register, free to bid. And, of course, you only pay for the items you win. Go to pristineauction.com. That's P-R-I-S-T-I-N-E auction.com pristineauction.com and when you register be sure to select the Dell Junior Download Podcast from the drop down menu in the how did you hear about us section that lets them know that we sent you thanks Pristine Auction for supporting this podcast now go support them you gotta uh, admit Bruton Smith did spend some money yeah and he then he built four white out there in Vegas and we packed them in out there it was just unbelievable and it is it is mass confusion trying to figure out a starting line crew chiefs running back and forth because there ain't enough time to watch the car ahead of you in reading lanes I, you know i was going to ask you that because you know again i was experiencing it for the first time and i was just it was so awesome but i was also talking to fans in the grandstands and they would say if you like this you need to come back in october when it's back to you know the way it ought to be the two lane and yeah. and so what is your take on that because yeah, yeah but you guys have you know, you have ovals, you have road courses, you have a mixture. Let's wait a minute. I know exactly what that T means. <laughs> Don't be throwing that at me. No, what, no, what, what, what do you think? Wait, where T no, it's a, no, this is a family show here. <laughs> okay. Don't be getting me to walk up to somebody and say that. And they would look at me and say, let me tell you something. All these country folk out here. You know what I'm saying? They know exactly what just, we're talking just about. Just call them a dip and they're, and dot. Sa- they're yes. saying they're just trying to make old force go back and say something really stupid. <laughs> just call them a dip and dot. You'll be safe. But okay, so so, so the two lane and the four lane, it's just another type of, you, you're cool with it, you like it because it gives a variety. Is that what you're saying? What was the question? About two lanes versus four lanes. Because I know oh. that a lot of the drag racing, you know, the purest yeah. um, in the grandstands, and like Matthew, you're one, and you I'm were not explaining a, I'm not stuff. A fan. I think it's a great spectacle, but I, I prefer uh, traditional uh, yeah. one-on-one. But it's the first time like I've ever <clears throat> sat in the grandstands. You know, I worked in this sport, and I, I hadn't seen the race from that perspective. And as somebody who knows these cars and knows the racers very well, it was extremely hard for me to follow. I appreciate that they're trying to do something different, and they did pack the place in there. But I think I'd be interested to see, you know, the standard – Normal drag race as a fan. Who in that room is Dirty Mo? <laughs> what is that? I'm probably the, the Matthew. Okay, probably. of the two in there, definitely not her. Uh, I, I Bruton Smith invested his money. Him and Marcus, they built the four wide. Uh, I think originally it was that if you had an oil down, the show could keep moving, run it to the other right. lane. But I think in the back they wanted a spectacle they wanted something different and they throw it in and they packed them in vegas they packed them at at, at these shows over the year but it's getting tougher to get fans they can see everything on tv they can see everything on a phone the world has changed you know what i mean it it has really changed i mean content is a word i never knew what it meant five years ago and now everything we're going down to film a deal you know to plug sponsors to put up social media and you're the best at it dale you do it all the time i'm amazed but i just got rid of my flip-flop phone you know what i'm saying and i'm, I'm and, and, if, and i'll talk for 10 minutes and i'll go john it only plays for six seconds and what are you doing well i can't say what i want to say and seconds. then i can't take those words back yeah that you say when you say yeah. something stupid and i do that all the time but 
You know, my daughter goes, okay, Dad, let, let's shoot something for advance right here. Uh, look up at this phone. I said, okay, world, we're coming. We're doing content. And she put her hands down. She said, what are you doing? I said, well, tell them what they, they want us to do in advance. They want us to do content. And she goes, yeah, you're supposed to do content and not say it's content. <laughs> it's, it's supposed to really be happening. Well, honey, you and I are standing here holding this phone up over our head. Think how stupid we look that people think we just happen to be standing here with a phone hanging out there. It's, but it's the world we live in. It's all changed. I mean, you you got to look at what's going on in the world. When I was a kid, we went to a pharmaceutical, and it, my mom and a doctor would say, uh, the guy there running the place would, here's what you need for a headache. You know what I mean? And then and 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 then along came the Kmart's and the Walmart's, and they had everything. You know what I mean? And now comes the Amazons. The world's changing. All the little mom and pop stores are drying up. A lot of the Kmart's are drying up. The world is. Changing and we got to adapt, and that's what we got to do with our sport. You know what I mean? Because pretty soon, every nobody will want to own a car. Well, don't tell Chevrolet that, but people are looking at Ubers. They can go, you know what I mean? And and we got to re-educate them, bring them to the races, get them back in the fight. You know, so yeah, I, that's what I'm trying to do. I, I agree with you, but let me just tell you something. You're still doing it right, and and that is because I want to show you something. Um, we got to get you, all those things are right, but you know, yesterday. I take my, my daughters over to you. You got a big crowd. That was it, your daughter. And you still you don't meet, remember. Did I meet you yesterday? Yeah, no, I didn't say anything. I just, I just want, thanked wait, you for the picture. Did, did we get his reaction on film? What's no the way he no, no. that he thought I didn't recognize him? Did we get him? No, 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 no. Gotcha. I'm saying, but you also did this. I had two daughters, and you you were strapping in a car, you were in that staging lane, and you waved at my little daughter. Yeah. And from the rest of the weekend. They were asking, when is John Force race? When is John Force race? And when you race and you made the finals, they were ecstatic. And then when, when you race in the finals, they, they were still trying to process, because up until then, the top two advanced. They're like, oh, you know, does he still advance? to that? I'm like, that was the last race. And they're like, well, can, will they put him in anyways? Because he's John Force. It was just that picture. And I told Dale last night, I said, this wasn't hard to get. They, they, he had a crowd, but this is in between your round two and your round three. You got your team out there turning over the motor. That's still what it's about to me. I think that the content and all those things that happen, you still got to do this, and you connected with them, and they're John Force fans forever. But that, you know, I learned in the early days, the first time Fred Wagonall from Action took me to a race. He took me to Daytona. And I remember walking up there, and I saw D Dale Earnhardt. As, as much as he was all about cars, always took the time for the fans. Richard Petty standing with a line of people. You know what I mean? Uh, Rusty Wallace. These these guys were just like, you know, they're they're gods. You know what I mean? And there's only one God. We know that. But they were in that world. It was unbelievable. And and uh, I, I learned from that. It's all about it's all about. And I'll have people come up. Hey, would, would you sign this picture? And the guy's standing there and he's holding his baby. And I go, boy. The kid was used to be blonde. And, and he goes, no, that was me. My dad was holding me. Oh, now oh, I, got, I got grandpas coming up. Oh, wow. What wow. do you mean I held you as a kid? <laughs> I don't want to hear this. You know, oh, man. And, uh, but, but I've been out here a long time. And, you know, and I, I still want to help my sport. I, I'm, I love NHRA. And don't think we don't have our fights and our battles. Yeah. But, but it, it, it's, it's, I believe that's why God put me on this earth. There must be a reason. 
You know oh, what I'm saying? That's a good one. I mean, he must have a plan, or this don't make any sense at all. Where I'm going, because I don't have a clue. And uh, <laughs> here I am. You have an Elvis mural in your office. Yeah. It, and and you left tickets to Elvis at a race. Or do you, do you still do that? I, I was, uh, I grew up, I, I was all about, I was country music, but I was a California boy. But my family are, are from the Indian reservation. And this ain't like that Warren lady that said she was an Indian. So I ain't making that up. And I don't do, I don't do politics. Okay. But what I'm saying is my mom was bo- born in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. She's off Indian reservation. And, and my sister, do you just make this up? No, Cindy, I don't. But it's what I, I believe. And going down the road, what, what was the question? Elvis Presley. <laughs> oh, and, 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 but I grew up on, on because uh, I'm an Okie, you know what I mean? Uh, and, and I grew up in a little town in Bell Gardens. Everybody in that town was from Arkansas and Oklahoma. You know what I'm saying? And, and so, you know, I, under, I, I, I love music, but the Beach Boys were big. The Beatles came along in the 60s. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, I, I, I didn't shake Kennedy's wife, but I was with a group. I mean, Kennedy's wife. Kennedy, uh, not John F., because he, he, you know, we lost him when I was in ninth grade. But in 10th grade in high school, I, I, I went up to East L.A. Junior College, and, and Bobby did a parade uh, down through the town. And, and all we parked on a street illegally. We all ran up in our Chevrolets, and they all ran up there, and, and the girls all shook his hand. And, 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 uh, and then he went downtown, and he ended up, was assassinated but how'd i get on that i don't know oh, elvis. I don't, oh, <laughs> elvis. but i did elvis presley uh uh you know I, I i did songs when i was in fifth grade i'd go on the stage i had long hair i didn't have you? sideburns yeah i'm in and i've got no hair on my body so any, anyway uh, but i did elvis impersonations really and i come in second in the show one time but yeah, I just was a big fan of Elvis. So when I got to put my car in Graceland with Rusty Wallace, mm-hmm. it was the coolest deal. And to, uh-huh. and to go to Graceland, and I just followed him. But then the Beatles, and of course, then it, it just all evolved. But I, I'm still to this day, I'm, I'm, I still sing Elvis. But you left tickets to, to, for Elvis at a race? Yep, wanted him to come. And, and I bought one of the last tickets. A fan actually got it. I bought one at auction, but a fan was going up uh, to... to uh, uh, oh, Maine or somewhere, a big Elvis deal up there in the north, and and uh, he had a, a ticket because Elvis was killed uh, or passed, yeah. and and um, and he and he gave me the ticket and I got it in my museum, and it's, it's just stuff that matters to me. I got Marilyn Monroe, you know, on my wall, and John F. Kennedy, and Martin Luther King. I, I'm just a collector of stuff like that, and and uh, uh, I have had uh, I've got an Elvis room in my house, yeah, a whole room. So I'm a big Elvis fan too. My when I was little, when I was a little boy, um, and Dad was off racing. You're st- some- he's still a little boy. <laughs> I know. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, my dad would race. Sometimes I'd go stay with my his mom, my mamma, and uh, Martha. Huge Elvis fan, and she played Elvis all the time. So I became a, and she had figurines, you know, the little wine bottles, the head yeah. pops off, and all that. Yeah. She had a house full of Elvis stuff. And so I became an Elvis fan, and I've always had a room in my house that's dedicated to Elvis. And so I wanted to know more about your fandom for Elvis and leaving tickets. Was he, had he been, uh, had he passed away? Were you leaving the tickets after he passed away thinking that he was still alive? I saw Elvis at a thousand foot at Memphis when I was on fire. 
<laughs> and let me tell you something. I crawled out on my hands and knees. I thought I was dead. Yeah. And I remember I was praying to God, like, let me stand. Let me get up out of this thing. I'll go back to church. I'll quit. I'll finish the Bible. That was 40 years ago. And I crawled out of there. And, and, and I stood up, my TV guy said, what did you see? But my brain snapped right out of that fear mode, just like you guys do. And I went, I saw Elvis at a thousand foot, and they made a book out of it. And I never got a penny from that. Somebody wrote a book, <laughs> I saw Elvis at a thousand feet. But you just grow up with people that you love. love yeah. I was never a Beatles fan, even though, you know, I love some of their songs. You know, uh, Gideon's Bible, everything religious I read. Did you I go ever in my see- hotel room and I fall out. Yeah. Did you ever see Elvis play? No, never did. Yeah. Of all the I, two people, I well, three people I want to meet one day. Seriously, okay, I, I want to meet your daddy again. I want to meet Elvis and Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Three good that's ones right there. Somebody try to beat that list. <laughs> what was your favorite? Uh, what was your favorite? I guess version of Elvis was it? Uh, I, I I I loved his gospel. Oh, yeah. Me too. The music that he sang, and 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 you know, uh, I I'll still go into a crowd of people and I'm trying to get them up, and 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 you got this big crowd. You you've done it, and some days you go, I got to find myself. You know, you know, you you know, you talked about a lot of things in the book that you're very truthful in the book when you talked about, you know, I'd go places sometimes and it was just overload, you know, it was the masses of people with your fan base. I can't even imagine it. But 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 you said and, and then at the end. But now I realize how much it really meant to me. You know what I'm saying? That, that you were stepping out of the seat and, and what those people meant that time in the press room and with the drivers and stuff. And you're still here, so you're still doing it, and the fans still got you. Yeah. Who's got a bitch? I ain't got no complaints. <laughs> <laughs> still, he's still here. So in, in, the, in the middle of it, um, you, you know, I'd walk into a crowd. I did a show once um, in, in uh, I can't even remember where, but it was snowing, and I went into this deal, and there was a giant line, and your dad was standing on the stage, okay? And uh, I thought, oh, my God. And I looked over, and there was two drunken Canadians standing in mine, and I thought, I got to go over there with two people, and my sponsor are all there looking. And I got over there, and, okay, start. And, and, and somebody applauded. I said, thank you. Thank you very much. You know, trying to give the old Elvis, yeah. trying to get a little attention because everybody wanted your dad just like you. When you're out there. And so I'm standing there, and then all of a sudden your dad goes, Force. And I never even knew him. He said, Get over here. And and so I went over there and he goes, Okay, everybody, John Force is here. And everybody started applauding. And my sponsors go, Wow, they all know you. <laughs> they didn't have a clue who I was. But your dad saw that moment that he really cared. That's why I knew he had a big heart. He was going to take this little guy that nobody cared about, but he knew I needed that sponsor. And he was bringing me over there and putting me in his line, and we signed autographs. And that is a picture I have in my museum today Really? that I got on, down on the stage and I kissed his ring. And it was the most <laughs> awesome deal. And I've got the photograph of me down on my knees kissing your dad's ring, and he's laughing like, get up, stupid. You know <laughs> what I mean? That's crazy. <laughs> but but uh, when, when I was inducted into the... Uh, Hall of Fame for Driver of the Year. Uh, I was the first drag racer to ever get it. Your dad come through with his entourage. Everybody was dressed in black. I heard about this. this. Walked in like, oh, man, even security would not question him. 
You know what I mean? And you don't you don't realize that now you're the same way, Junior. That with what you're, you, you know, we look, but that's the era and and what you accomplished, like your dad. That's so amazing. And even Don Fernome said to me the other day, he's still my hero. Don Fernome was out there. NHR, he's got rules. Can't be on a start line throwing sponsors off. Work. No, don't throw the sponsor off. And 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 and, and in the middle of it, somebody had questioned Don Fernome, "Do you have a pass to be up here?" Oh God. Uh, Oh man! Oh wow! Don for dumb. You don't. It's like talking to Jesus. You don't question, right. or like an Earnhardt. You don't question the situation. And I went over and I said, "That's Don for dumb." For dumb said, "Hold it for us. Stand here." <laughs> he wanted to hear this guy because he was going to have this security guy thrown off the start line. Because <laughs> you don't talk to Don for dumb. He's still my hero. I'm still chasing him. I'm still trying to walk like him. That's These slink. guys are my heroes. Gartlets. Uh, they, they don't understand where I came from, that it was all about them. I lived it. You know, my wife says, I think you love them all more than me, but you do. You know what I'm saying? Because they were a way of life just to want to be like them and hear the cheer of the crowd. And I'm still trying. I'll get there someday. You know that happened to Richard Petty once uh, when they he was going into the track. Have you heard this story? No. And, and one of the gate guards said they needed a credential in his response. Recently? It was a few years ago, and he said, this is my credential. <laughs> <laughs> and he, they let him in. Yeah. I, I get TV cameras that'll say to me, John, would you, would you take off your glasses? And I said, first of all, would you ask Richard Petty to take, take off his glasses? Right. You know, yeah. Why are you asking me? What am I, dog meat here? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, you know, everybody knows that you're 16 time champ. I'm ready to start the questions. Yeah. Now. Me, yeah. <laughs> well, that was warm yeah, up. You, you got. I mean, you've done it all. You've won some races, but a lot of people don't know, especially younger fans, that it took you eight years to win your first funny car win. Yeah, now I'm trying to win 150. Right. And I and 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 I said, oh man, how many? I've been to a couple finals, three this year, I think. And and I thought, I hope it ain't like the bridesmaid. It's going to take me nine finals to finally right. win a race because I never won races for ten years. You know, my daughters all come along, Ashley in the first year, Courtney, Brittany. Where do you – I don't get it. A female, you just get in these cars like you think you know what you're doing. And they don't even understand what's just – I remember going to a, a driving school with, with uh, Chevrolet, and, 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 and all the drivers were lined up, some of the NASCAR guys, and, and Ashley was up in a front car this year, years ago when she first started. And, and uh, the guy come back to me and he goes – uh, your daughter's crying. And, man, I immediately, okay, some NASCAR guy said something. <laughs> I don't care how big they – they all tried to beat me up in that baseball game in Charlotte one year. Oh, what was that guy's name? Richie Little or something? I don't – That fa- race car somebody, driver. Somebody – Chad Little? Chad Little. Yeah. Richie Little. Chad Little. Richie Little's Roxanne. <laughs> uh, Chad Little going to beat me up because I, ca- I was catching and I was heckling everybody. And I, I, you know, me big mouth, yeah. and they all come out of the dugout was going to beat me up. Really? <laughs> yeah. And I ended up hitting a home run in that game. I, my adrenaline was so wired up, I was the next at bat and knocked it out of the park, never hit a home run in my whole life. <laughs> and then I did it. <laughs> okay, what were we talking about? I forgot. See, I hit my head. I can't remember nothing. It, t- it took – About how long it took going, you to Yeah, win. going through the first eight years of your career without a win in the finals, and, and you know, obviously you've became this one of the greatest of all time. During that, I guess during that eight years, like what was was it frustrating trying to figure out like how to, how to get the how to get to where you are today? You dream of an interview when you win. Austin Coyle was with me. I give him credit. People say you're the winningest guy in history. No, 
Austin Cole, my crew chief, was the winningest guy in yeah. history. I went along for the ride. I did my job, but he was a guy that – and now we're going after 150. You know what I'm saying? And, and, uh, but it, it, you don't even want to think about it. You don't want to get it in your head because what's it going to do? Okay, it's over after you've been sick for 10 races worrying about it. And now I thought I, I thought I was here this week. I was doing everything to fudge that old Christmas tree. These kids are just killing me <laughs> on the lights. And so <clears throat> and what, what are we talking about? Man, I did hit my head. What are we talking about? You, you're right trying on track. You're trying to win 150. <laughs> oh, he said. Yeah. So, and so, the kids are, kids are beating you at the tree. <laughs> oh, man, they're killing me up there. And I, I get in the trailer and I go, oh, man, okay. Just walk out there and get some of that monster energy and, and take a drink of it and, and get wound up. And I said, yeah, and then you're going to have a heart attack running around. It's great stuff, but I'm a wired-up guy already. And, 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 but, but, but I drank it when I needed it. It fires me up, right? But in, in the, and it was great sponsor. I know it's your series sponsor. Yeah. And, and, and they sponsored my daughter for a number of years. But, but in, in the middle of it, where were we in the middle of? <laughs> Jace. Okay, more coffee. I'm losing it. How have, you, have you always had this much energy? Huh? Your whole life? Have Did you, you always... say virginity? No. No. no I, I, said, lost, you... I lost my virginity a long time ago. I can't, I can't hear either. I'm have, going deaf. Have you always had this much energy? <laughs> oh yeah, but I've always been. Uh, you know, when I was a kid, I had to go in and 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 in a truck stop, and uh, you know, in football games, you know, I had to always hustle, and they had to tell a story. Yeah. And and uh, they told me my my grandpa was hung and at, uh, at the hanging tree in Oklahoma, and I'm sticking to that story. What did he get hung from? Stealing horses. I thought that'd be cool. No, telling <laughs> lies. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, I always joke, and I can't joke about this, but I used to say the, the two, because in our town, Nixon is very famous in Yorba Linda. Uh -huh. They got museums there and his house he grew up in and all this stuff. And I always tell them the two biggest bullshitters come out of Yorba Linda, President Nixon and John Forrest. But I always been high energy. And, and when you're uh, a little kid, yeah, but I'm I'm a coffee freak. I and my doctor says you got to stop. How long do you think your old heart's going to go down this road? Don't care. I do care though. See, I when I joke about it, I really do care. Sure you do. Because I want to be with my grandkids. That's what I, I want. And, and my daughters go, "Are you over us, Dad?" You know what I'm saying? And I told Courtney, "I'm over you since you ran off with Rayall." I mean, I spent all this money making you a superstar, and the next day she says, "Dad, I'm getting married." And, and the only thing I'll trade trophies for is them grandkids. Yeah. And it changes your life because they just love you all the time. They, and, and it ain't like, oh, you can pass them back, you know, when, it, when it's over. And, and the problem is we were so busy chasing our dreams and trying to put shoes on our feet that you don't raise your kids. And that is sad. And now I always said, NHRA took my kids away from me. But now they're back. They're back with me racing till Ray Hall took off with one. So Ray Hall, <laughs> I love you, and and uh, and I love his daddy. Yeah, you know I said I was there when you won the Indy 500 in the Budweiser car, and then Robert Hype, my son-in-law, is the most truthful guy in the world. He goes for us. You weren't there when he won the Indy 500. I said, well, why do I believe that? <laughs> and he goes, because you were racing that weekend. I know the schedules, and you weren't at the Indy 500. And I just said, hey, you know one night I'm doing the Long Beach Grand Prix, right? Yeah. So I, I went to drive in school um, uh, with Tony George and a bunch of the movie stars, and I was entertaining a lot of the movie stars, right? And uh, 
Uh, Crystal Bernard, remember she had the show Wings and, and all those kind of shows. And uh, anyway. This is a celebrity race. <clears throat> yeah. You're in a celebrity race at, at Long Beach. Yeah. For the Indy Race. Yeah, and, and so they took yeah. me down there, and all the celebrities got on the stage and, and started Tell you know, telling jokes, but everybody was drunk at the party, and pretty soon they start getting rude. And we had all these <laughs> these foreigners there from the Grand Prix from other countries, yeah. whoever they're with. But great people, <laughs> great people, right? Okay, Trump says he's going to fix it all with Russia yeah. and everything. Okay, okay, I won't go there. So what I'm what I'm saying is, they they said force. Some of these people are getting a little out of hand, and 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 we don't know if these people can. Can handle it because you know you, 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 there's certain rules. You don't dance with their wives. You you don't you you. So first thing I'm thinking, wait a minute, I've been drinking too. You want to throw me on the stage? I said this ain't good timing. So I you know I went up there and 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 I told him you know I'm famous for certain things, right? And I'm looking for trying to come up with some stuff, you know. Um, you know, bad jokes like I rear-ended Crystal Bernard in, in, in practice. Well, that wasn't funny. <laughs> you know, so so it, you, you can believe that. But I actually said it. And then I made the all-time. Uh, Mario Andretti, you know, like you guys, a god. So I said, I remember going into the bar, okay, and, and I looked across and I saw Mario talking with a couple of his guys. You know what I mean? So when I was on the stage, I said, you know, yeah, last night, uh, I was, uh, me and Mario were in the bar last night and and uh, uh, having drinks. And so I thought that's pretty cool. And Mario, everybody's applauding. They thought, oh, was Mario right? And and I remember walking out to the curb and these two big gorillas walked up to me, said, Mr. Force. I said, yes, sir. And they said, uh, we're with Mario Andretti. And I said, Yeah. And they said, uh, we'd appreciate you weren't in the bar with him last night. I said, I said, I never said I was with him. I embellish. I never lie. What I said was I was in the bar, me and Mario. <laughs> yeah, but you insinuated you was with him. Oh, no, not if you hear what I said. I'm smarter than that. But I was in the bar with him and not with him, though. I said, I got it the first time. And they said, "Well, next time we're going to break your arms and legs. Don't do it no more." They didn't. They didn't use those words, but they made it clear. And then years later, when I met him and got to know him, you know what I mean. And then it was all in fun. But you just don't talk about people that you don't know wow, from that from that, wor that world. So, uh, but I could come down here. I went. I think it was Junior Johnson's house because I sang the, the song. Uh, you know, Thunder Road. You know. Mm -hmm. You know, lightning was his engine and thunder was his road. It's a famous movie. Yeah. And the kids today, they, you know, I was telling Sarah, our PR lady coming over here, she's looking at me like, don't give him any more coffee. Whip me right into a Dunkin' Donuts, give me a half a donut, and let's go to work. But that is the world. Well, there was a question leading up to that. There I was. Can't even I don't remember. remember. I can't I can't either. Either. I can't Finish either. that. Hey. A scenario here, a hypothetical, and you finish it on how you think it would end. If a NASCAR driver, a drag racer, and an IndyCar racer went into a bar, dot, 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 how does that end? Fist fight. Oh, you, really? Yes. You ain't going to get away, especially a NASCAR guy. IndyCar guy, they might kiss you, <laughs> but they, they'll, they'll slug you before it's over. Oh, let me, I know them guys. They are different personalities. I went to a show once, and I, I had to do a show, and I'm standing with my guy, and I said, 
what's wrong with this picture? And I look over at this line, and they're all lined up, uh, you know, to get these IndyCar drivers. I won't even say names to get their autograph. And and everybody in line, they got little umbrellas, <laughs> and the girls in high heels. And I look over at my deal. I said, it looks like a homeless situation <laughs> look like they're all trying to get in a bar those are my fan base yeah, and, so and, and th- that's the way it was but let me tell you something the indy car guys man like nascar guys you're all physically look at me i got a big old tub on me from drinking t- and i don't even drink beer and i still got one look like a truck driver and i love you truck drivers don't get that wrong. <laughs> i am a truck driver but what i'm saying is um um, better get a plug for Freightliner while I'm sitting here. Okay, yeah, go, go right ahead. But, <laughs> but in the middle of it, they just you, you guys you live in the gym, and I do since my crash. I go to the I go to the gym. Uh, you know, my wife will say, "You've been five days in a row. You're going to wear yourself out." I, I go there number one for depression. I fight depression. Okay, <clears throat> I read I never read his book, but I read all about Robbie Williams. When that little problem thing went down, because that kind of stuff worries me, because I've had depression since I was a kid. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And I fight it every day. But I get up, and if I get up in the morning, and I go, something's wrong. The sky is falling. And I run straight to the gym. I go straight to coffee. You know what I mean? And, and uh, you know, I, for about a month, I told my wife, something's wrong with me. I, I, can't, I, I can't get up. And, and she goes, well, I don't know what's any different. I said, well, you changed brand of coffee? She goes, no, I went to decaf. Oh. And I said, don't ever do that to me again. <laughs> don't ever do that. So, you know, people try to calm me down. Yeah. But, but, but I get in the gym, I get on a treadmill, and, and then my depression goes away, and then I'm happy again. Wow. All you got to do is be happy. That's interesting. So, yeah. And I'm going to go out of your, this building, and I'm going to lay down on the grass and have a heart attack because my heart's about to quit. <laughs> no. But I'm ready. That. Wouldn't that be something if I went down on, on the no. on, on, on on our property show? No. <laughs> no. We could no. be famous. Don't do that. <laughs> hey, when you were talking about the celebrity race, did anybody ever ask you to run IROC when IROC was running? Yeah, I was going to be in it, and then uh, Pontiac fired me. Right in the middle of it, I'd won the championship. They heard rumors I was going somewhere else, and I wasn't. It was just a rumor. Uh, and and uh, I'm pretty loyal. I, I stay where I'm at. They, they got to fire me before I leave. You know what I'm saying? But I grew up in a Chevrolet. My mom drove a Buick Wildcat. It's the first car I ever drove uh, in a drag race. And I actually went on a date and ended up at Lions Drag Strip. And to impress a girl, I went out and drove and won a trophy. And then I won my second trophy in a Corvette. And I had a, a, a high school. I drove fuel haulers, front engine dragsters. Nobody knows that, you know, where I came from. But, but um, no, what was the question? IROC. I did it again. Yeah, they, I was wondering and if you'd they, ever. They took me out of IROC, and everyone said, they said you were going in IROC. Well, first of all, they probably put me out there. They said, you realize, Force, be careful. When I went Buck Baker's driving school, mm-hmm. and they had some celebrities there that was with the media, they said, no, Force, when you go out here, be careful, because these drivers are real valuable, and we don't want you to crash <laughs> somebody. And I thought, well, what am I, dog meat? I went up <laughs> with, with Polaroid years ago to Boston to do a show. And they said, you're going to be with two of the most famous basketball players, uh, uh, the Celtics, uh, I think it was uh, Larry Bird or Jeff Bird or something. Somebody, and you're going to be with this <laughs> other guy. No, yeah, Jeff Burton. <laughs> no, not not Burton. Bird. Yeah, Jeff, Larry Bird. Bird. Yeah, you're yeah, going to yeah. be with the basketball player, and there was two big rivalries going on, and you're going to take pictures. I thought, well, this, Sarah, am I in trouble? See, she left. She had enough of this. <laughs> She's back there. She's back so there. They said, hey, here's what we're going to do. You're going to be out front of a Kmart. So I thought, okay. 
and I, I used to stand in front of Kmart's at 10 in the morning till 8 at night. That, that's how we did sponsorships in the early days, right? So here I am, here I am in front of this place, and I'm standing out front, and the fans are lined up a mile to get their pictures with Polaroid. One of them little cameras spits out a picture. Right. And right in the middle of it, I'm waiting. I'm going to meet these basketball players. I'm, and they came up with two cardboard stand-ups <laughs> no. and put them next to me. And the fans went right by me and stood next to them, took their picture. And I thought, okay, but that wasn't the bad part. The bad part was when it started to rain. And they said, get all these stars inside. And they grabbed the two mannequins and took them inside and left me standing in the rain. And I said, something's wrong with this picture here. And they said, no, them cardboard stand-ups are really, can't get them wet. They're really valuable. And that's been my life. And, it's, and I'm still... On the low end of the totem pole? That's not true. That's not true. That's, not true. That's true. But at least now I know about the IROC answer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I never, I never got to but go. Did, did you ever want to do laps? Oh, oh I, I, I did it. Did, like, you know, turn left, all those things? They, they told me I, that when I ran, uh, uh, Buddy Baker, I'll never forget this. Uh, I rode with Buddy Baker yeah. from the racetrack in Charlotte, I think. To his driving school, or maybe it was I was Rocket, in Rockingham. Yeah, the Rockingham. driving school would have been at Rockingham. Uh, yeah, right. Rockingham, and I went from where he was. He drove me in a pickup truck. I think he was still drunk the next day. And Oh, I shouldn't say that, because I love these are real country folks. And then I met his dad, and you talk about a terror. Now, I could be wrong. I could be talking about the complete wrong family. Yeah, no, but I remember right. one of them media guys burn up one of his cars. And I saw the old man going across the racetrack, and he was furious. <laughs> like, you abused our car, and the yelling and screaming, I thought they were going to fight. NASCAR guys will fight on a drop of the hat, and, and, and so will IndyCar guys. I ain't taking nothing, but at least they'll kiss you before they slug you. <laughs> I like that. I'm just heckling you guys because my son-in-law is out there, and I want to piss him yeah. off. <laughs> he, Ray Hall loves me. He just don't know it yet. Oh, yeah? He just don't know. I, I, you I guys bet. get along pretty good. Oh boy, he he's a he's a different animal. And I remember when she crashed. Uh, we, our family had stayed at Lake Tahoe, and he was flying home, and she had a bad crash. But I was getting ready to sign advanced auto parts to get that contract signed. So we took her to the hospital. The MRIs are doing all these head tests. She's okay, no broken bones. So I walked in there and I said, Doc, first of all, no one knows this, but I said, How is she, Raleigh? Oh, she's fine. She'll be okay. And just needs a little rest. Because my baby, I love her, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, I, I'd give my liver tomorrow. So I think maybe it had too much bud along the way. <laughs> right. So in the middle of this, I went into the hospital room. I said, okay, they're going to get you out. And I said, we're in Seattle. The media's outside. Your fans are lined up. They were really worried about the girl. And I said, okay, here's what we got to do here, Courtney. Uh, and then Graham had flown to a, a race, and he sent his jet back to get her. You know what it's like to be John Forrest, and you finally feeling you're somebody, and I finally got moved up to business class from seat 27 <laughs> on Southwest, and you're sitting there, and you look over, and my wife goes, hey, there's Brittany, Courtney, and I look out the window, and there's her and Ray Hall coming out in the private jet, and they're <laughs> waving at me, and I'm thinking, and I upgraded. Okay, so, so anyway, he sends his jet back to get her, and I said, okay, look, uh, you got to walk out of this hospital. If, if, if you go out in a wheelchair and we load you in a car, they're going to say that something's wrong with you and this contract is being signed as we speak. And 
Courtney, whatever you say, Dad, she is a trooper, like all my girls. And she got right up, and she walked outside, and it was a little hard on her. I could tell. I didn't realize it, but I thought she was okay. I walked out all of them. I go outside telling big old lies and stuff. Somebody give me a beer. So, And I quit drinking. <laughs> the doctor said I had to. Yeah. They said, that mind will never... Your, your brain floats around in water up there, and, and you you can't keep it full of alcohol. Okay, and now I'm just a mess. No, oh, no, man, I don't I, believe that. I need a drink right now. <laughs> okay, so in the middle of this, in the middle of she walked out. So when I get to Lake Tahoe, her crew chief was Ashley's husband, Danny Hood, and everyone's moping around, and finally... No one would speak up because our family knows we're racers. And Danny walked out and said, if someone ain't going to tell you you're an asshole, well, you are. And you made your daughter get up and walk out that door. And it, it, and it was our one little three days in Tahoe, you know, we get next to Christmas, right? And I was really embarrassed because I realized what I'd done. And, and Ray all never said a word. Mm. That's her job. I get it. Because that's how his dad would be. Get that money. And, and, and I went and got in my car, and I cried all the way. I'll go cry now because I love my kids more than anything. And you think you love that baby? You ain't had a chance to fall in love with that baby. It's coming. Oh, yeah. It will run your life. It will run your life. I've beat up school teachers. I've done everything. <laughs> oh, uh, the, 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 Don't mess with my kids. And, and I want them to be taught. I want them to learn. I tell my crew chiefs, you be tough on them. You drive them. You push them. And, uh, and, 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 uh, um, and, and the girls, what are we talking about? I don't even this remember. Is, what are we point. talking but, uh, about, well, Joe? I know. It was about Graham and Courtney. Yeah. And, and Just Graham, how and Graham, Graham, yeah. Graham fits into it. So I, I've actually got to know Graham because me and him both were sponsored by National Guard at one point. So we did a few appearances together and, and um, a huge fan of yours. Then I got to be a fan of your girls as they were racing and doing well. Um, Graham's a great guy. Uh, a lot of fun to hang out with. I don't know him like you know him. But uh, <laughs> but I enjoy him. I think he's great, and uh, it's a it's a unique pairing because of you know she's a racer, he's a racer, she's crashing, he's got to be there for her, he's crashing. All those you know all the things that you go through in motorsports as a as a driver and emotions and stuff. Them having to support each other going through those emotions must have been pretty difficult at times. But I think um, now she's what. So what's she doing now? That she's not driving. She's. She's under contract with Advanced Auto Parts, but they've got a lot of deals. He's got a great agency that takes care of him, so th they're working a lot of stuff. Cause she's a driver, he's a driver, but they lived on the road. They never got a chance. Yeah. Bought a new home on the side of a mountain in they Yorba Linda. They just got married. They're going to they're gonna start a family? Well, y'all ain't allowed to talk about that. <laughs> Not allowed oh, to talk about it. Oh, man, I, I get in trouble. You can talk okay. about it. I can't. But they, <laughs> I, I think that was his plan years back. Yeah. And, 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 and she wants to have kids. Yeah. And, and, but, but I don't talk about it because the fans are like, why'd she quit? Is she pregnant? I, yeah, I, right. You know. I'm, I'm, I'm selfishly <coughs> hoping that she graces again one day. Do you think she ever will? I, I, I know she loves it. Right. I know that she's under contract. She'll work in IndyCar. Uh, she'll do a drag race and stuff. They'll have her in the booth because she's a big star out there. Right. But she had to, to make her move just like Ashley. You know what I'm saying? I got those two grandsons now. And, 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 and women have a window. And, 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 right. and, and Courtney's just a kid. But, but – but you know Graham has his plan, and he, he, you know, he's in the car businesses with his dad. He's got his own shop in Indy where he does car wheels, mufflers, all this kind of stuff. And and he really is a smart guy, and he lives on the phone. And that was one of the things 
I never lived on a phone. I was a, uh, I ran to a, pull, a pay phone the other day. My phone went dead, and I forgot how to make it work. <laughs> <laughs> like people don't use pay phones anymore. Yeah. What has happened to America? It's different. <laughs> but but I ran there, and I was like, wait, I used to do this. I had numbers, and and couldn't figure it out. I know. It. So anyway, <laughs> the world has changed, and and uh, and and if we don't adapt, we'll be a dinosaur. And too late for me. No. I'm already a dinosaur, but I'm I'm going out swinging. Do you have anybody's phone number memorized? Like- and don't 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 get me wrong when I when I joked about IndyCar guys they'll no, kiss you, but they're yet. all beautiful. They are, and, and, you know, like NASCAR, <laughs> yeah. they all got physiques. Like what happened to drag racers? And and <laughs> don't get me wrong, Ron Caps Hagen looks like the Hulk. You know what I'm saying? And and. Uh, you know, we, we started, I don't know when he started, but I went in the gym one day and he don't look like he looks now. And I went in the gym and he was working out and I was working out. Well, about 10 years has passed. I still look the same. And he's like body beautiful. He's a yeah. big dude. You know, yeah. If somebody set me in front of a payphone and said, call somebody, I'd be a <laughs> creek. Cause I can't, I don't have anybody's number memorized anymore. I remember when I was, you know, 15, didn't have, you know, didn't have a, wasn't using a cell phone all the time. You had people's numbers memorized. Yeah, and now I couldn't even tell you what my knife, my wife's uh, cell phone cell right? phone number is. Do, do you do you remember phone numbers? No, the truth is. So you were I, at that payphone. Did you have a number in your mind? Totally lost. <laughs> I I used to rehearse. I used to rehearse. Uh, I mean, I, I could sit there and talk about the last twenty checks I wrote. And what the number was on them. And now I, I don't deal in money. I went by a Bank of America the other day, and I said, I used to live in the parking lot to run in at the last moment and cover a check that was going to bounce. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and I lived that life. I, I knew everything about And now it's all changed where people just run all that for me. And I run out of the office. Somebody gives me a script, and I go. But same thing with phone numbers. I knew everybody's phone number. Yeah. And now it's like I, I, I struggle. I, I, uh, you know you know them, Tess? Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, John Force, what hospital are you in? <laughs> One of them. <laughs> I said, I don't have a clue. You really don't. No. Oh. Someone gave me a schedule. Somebody drove me there and dropped me off. Go in the hospital, go up to elevator three and go, okay. And it didn't, wasn't important to me to know the hospital. Right. They didn't get it. And I am scatterbrained. I'm nuts. I can't remember half the time. But, but I was always that way. You know, and my mother dropped me on my head. It's in my baby book when I was three months old. You know what I mean? It's in my baby. She was drinking and partying and dropped her kid. Okay. <laughs> it happens. So what I'm saying is, and I have a beautiful, I love my mom at this day. She, I pray to her every day. I talk, you know what's funny? When my mom and dad, that's why I said, you know, mama's looking down on you, take care of you. I used to say, you know, I got to go over to see my mom and dad. I, you know, I still haven't covered the checks they gave me. I got to pay them back and I got to go see them. And, 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 and now I talk to them every day, every day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because they're right there with you, if that's the way you believe. And that is how I believe. And uh, if I'm wrong and I get to heaven, there ain't no heaven. There's just a big old rock there burning. I'll say, well, <laughs> so what really matters? But I'd hate to be at the Furley Gates and say, you know what? You never believed. No, I didn't. I just I tried to find you for 100 years, and I couldn't. I ain't going to get into that religion. <laughs> and and uh, you never spoke to me. And I talk to you all the time. But I ain't taking that chance. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Insurance. <laughs> so you uh, you joined Twitter about what a year ago? I don't know. Yeah, but people do it. Sarah does it for me. Yeah, and she try to clean it up. And my kids do it for me all the time because I'm not good at that. Yeah, you know. Uh, people always ask. Probably the worst thing that ever happened to me is I discovered 
Pornhub. And I talk about an addiction. I got to get rid of it. I got to get rid of it. Okay, sorry. I'm sorry. You can cut that. No. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. my age. People always ask me. People always ask me all the time, like, what would your dad think about Twitter and uh, uh, Instagram or, or computer? I think I just learned my answer. <laughs> my, my, I'm standing behind my race car trailer, and I see these five bo- boxes, and one's got a woodpecker in it, another one's got something. And I said, well, what the hell is that on the back of my trailer? And they said, well, that's all the, whatever they're called. Social media. Yeah, 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 Social yeah, yeah. media Twitter, that's yeah. on your phone. I said, well, how do you? How, then I spend two days trying to find out this certain thing, Instagram or something. I don't know what it was. And then my Kelly, the girl runs my office in India. I said, Kelly, I can't find it. And she goes, that's because you don't have it. Right. Well, how, how do you figure this stuff out? How do you learn how to run a phone? You ever go in and say, I'd like to have directions on a phone? <laughs> you know what I mean? And they don't tell you. Yeah. Well, who, how do you learn? Just do you, it. What, but my grand, grand, I can't turn on my TV at home. You know what I'm saying? And and I, I keep going back to apologizing. I was trying to, all you NASCAR, IndyCar guys out there that I love, I want to tell you, I'm just trying to heckle Graham because he really means a lot to me. Yeah. And uh, wherever they go, I know he'll take care of her. And that's important to me. I ain't going to be around long, but what I'm saying is he really is a good guy. And, uh, and his dad is really a good guy. And so, and, and his partners that, that he's got, you know, Ray Hall and Letterman, uh, not, uh, no, I meant Letterman and, and Lanigan and those guys are just, they're really good people. And you know, your, your sponsors become your partners, sure. they become your friends. And a lot of people don't think it. They think we, we just do it for the money. Yeah. You know what I mean? But pretty soon, you know, the families, you watch their children grow up. You wait till that baby, she only a year old. Wait till they start getting that personality. Wait till they say, dada. Oh, you'll I'm have to run I'm trying to get her to say it. You'll run and hide. <laughs> I've been say, I'm try, I practice every day. She, you, she ain't got it yet. <laughs> you'll run and hide and cry. It'll it'll make you weak, and it becomes. A, and now my grandkids come along because I miss so much. And now my grandkids, I just I just, I wait for that phone, and and I, I tell my wife, okay, now you sent me pictures, right? Okay, how do I find them, John? Push the button <laughs> on the far right, and they'll pop up, and that's how I live. And uh, I don't know why I just never learned it, but see, I'm so caught up in the world I live in, running all the time. Uh, Sarah will tell you, I all the way over here, I told her we're, and I don't know, she's just a kid. She's 20 years old or something. But 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 where did NASCAR come from? We're driving down all these streets, and I started telling her about Thunder Road. She never heard of the movie. And I said, yeah, well, I, I did a deal. And, and, and you look at Junior Johnson and their dads and stuff, they, they ran alcohol. Yeah. You know what I mean? In the back roads, and they out, they hopped up their 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 Chevys and their Fords, and they they did all that, and 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 then they outran the cops, and and that's how they made a living, and and pretty soon they become good, and they went on racetracks, and 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 stars were born, and that really is how I believe it was created. No, is it? of course I I live by the Ten Commandments with Charleston Heston. I watched it the other night, because and then and then they had a real show about. About religious during uh, Easter Sunday and all that stuff, and and uh, and in the middle of it, I thought, well, that ain't the way. 
because they're telling it real yeah. how it happened. That ain't the way I Charleston said, Heston. That did. ain't the way he parted the Red Sea. <laughs> <laughs> he opened up the Pacific Ocean. No, it's a little old waterway that he that he waded across. I said, no, you're screwing up everything I believed about how this thing works. The burning rock. I've been searching for it my whole life, and I'm gonna find it and jump right in it. And, and Austin <laughs> Coyle would say to me, "Force." You ever looked out the front windshield, open your eyes when it's on fire? That's the burning rock. It's trying to tell you something, and you ain't listening. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Okay. When's y'all's next race? Uh, we're, we're heading. Uh, I'm staying on the road. That's why I'm so – Robert Height stuck with me. Rent a car. We're going to go to Atlanta on the way. and and uh, But I got to come here and spend the days out at the You're race driving to Atlanta? Yeah, we're going to drive. What's John – what do you like as a passenger in a car riding down there? Terrible. Yeah. Everybody hates me. Ask Sarah. What do you? What, She's what ready is, to quit right now because yeah. I I get into I talk for Just hours talking yeah. and my my family my family say the most painful thing is watching John in a drive through you know because I hate it when you go in and say I'd like to have a hamburger plane please would you like tomatoes well because in certain restaurants I think Wendy's charges you for tomatoes I don't know if they do or not unless you're but certain things cost you cheese and all that and I said what part don't you get about plain you know and my wife goes why do you want to fight with them they're just doing their job you know what i'm saying so so where's your next race uh you asked that yeah oh we're we're going to atlanta and uh we're doing a big thing for coca-cola with mellow yellow this weekend this weekend race this weekend yeah oh yeah i race every week i used to match race every week yeah it's just that it just got to where you couldn't run on these schedules and the team when was uh when did you quit match racing i still match race I still love, we go, we go to Bill Bader's Night Under Fire, pack them in every year. Really? Yep. I wow. Take two race cars. I raced with my daughters one week. This year it'll be with Robert. He'll have a car. And I drive everything I can. I'm, I'm trying to stay in the game. Hey, I'm 100 years old. I raced when cars had spoked wooden wheels. <laughs> <laughs> okay. how many, so how, how, many, uh, how many weekends will you work? Well, I used to do – well, I work every weekend. Right, but in, I, I in work, a car. I'm, I'm sitting in the parking lot, and the priest at the Catholic – and I thought I was Catholic. I just found out I'm not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> I would love to ask about that, but I, I, I want to make sure we get the question you right, 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 yeah. Right. No, but but I I was born Lutheran, and 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 so was I. Well, I, I was Lutheran, yeah. and and went to church. Mom was. I remember my brother Louis said, "My brother Louis, crazy Louis, with me all weekend here at Charlotte, and 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 he cried when I didn't win." I said, "Louis, we know the drill. We've done all this stuff, you know." But but uh, I remember when they were. Passing the money down the aisle, the little basket to put the money in, we used to make change, and <laughs> and and my mom caught my brother Louie making change. They would take money out of the plate. Well, no, well we'd always say we put in ten, but we'd take out a twenty. <laughs> and and my mother caught him, and boy, I remember him beating him up right in the church parking lot. But but uh, then then when I got married, my wife was Catholic, and and I was married. My daughter Adra uh, is our financial officer. Um, and and uh, uh, that's my granddaughter Autumn. Uh, but my daughter Adria's been with me from the very beginning, right out of college. And and all my kids, my kids are all educated. I went to college till noon. <laughs> okay, I went to play football, and then my dad said, "Well, you're getting married." Did I tell you that? I said, "I am." And uh, anyway, married this beautiful girl that I'd grown up with, and uh, we had we had Adria. 
And uh, then I was driving a truck. I was an 18-wheeler. You know I was doing a show, in, uh, and I was a teamster. Okay, and oh, life was so good. And I ain't against Teamster, I'm all for it. But sometimes companies get so big, they, they did it to give you everything in the old days, medical for your kids, a vacation, and with pay, and, and hours where you wouldn't be overworked. The companies were kind of the bad guys. And then it switched, and the unions become the bad guys. It started, so I'm standing out in front of Garrett Freight Lines, and the president walked out and said, well, we're done. Me and Louie, we were driving trucks as in the 60s, 68 or 69. And I was 18 and I was a teamster. And you got to be 21 to be a teamster, but they snuck me in. <laughs> so here I am standing there. Yeah, I was there when they buried Hoffa. He's underneath the New York Stadium. Oh, come on. Oh, he's still there. <laughs> yeah. So what I'm saying is in the, in the middle of it, they said, uh, I said, Louie, what are we now? And he said, well, now we're not teamsters. We're independent truckers. So. Without thinking, years later, I go to do this big show in Kansas City, uh, the National Truckers Association, this big old deal. And I'm a teamster, and I ain't even thinking. I'm up on the stage, and I'm t I got 5,000 people, truck drivers, their wives, and I'm entertaining, I, but nobody's laughing. <laughs> uh, God damn, this is a tough crowd. I like, <laughs> I, I like tough crowds. But what I don't realize is everything I'm relating to is I'm a trucker, but I'm a teamster. And they're independent truckers. They ain't Teamsters. That's, That's right. a war there. Mm -hmm. oh. You know what I'm saying? That's right. And, and so I'm, I'm going on and on. And uh, my brother Louie goes, uh, he's sitting right in the front row, and he goes, oh. <laughs> I, what's he doing on his lips and he's saying no teamsters <laughs> he even said hoffa when he said hoffa i said i get it <laughs> and i said so here we were standing in front of garrett freight lines we're all union guys and they, we all got fired trash cans were burning with fire and all that we're all fired and i said and everyone's looking like well what happened well I looked at my brother Louie, and I said, what does that mean? And Louie said, we're independent truckers. And the crowd stood up. I got a standing ovation. <laughs> In the last minute, veiled out of that. Oh, <laughs> veiled out of that like you wouldn't believe. Dale, to answer your question, they race 24 times a year. And yeah. <laughs> Plus his match races, right? But not as many in the old days we used to race like like you guys did in the early days and your dad. Yeah. We we were running Monday nights, Wednesday nights. Oh, multiple just times. Just to yeah, eat. Yeah, yeah. Just to eat. Wow. You know, and uh, th th that's the way it was. But now the world's changed. Corporate America's come in, and we got to watch corporate America. It's getting tougher, but we try to cut better deals and, and – uh, I wish I would have backed up when I talked about the mini car guys. I love no, all no, of you. I'm they, sorry, <laughs> but you—they know I love them because yeah. I got a lot of friends over there. Yeah. Well, man, we except um, for Mario. We are glad. <laughs> okay, okay. That time y'all walked into oh, a wait, bar. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, okay. I'm warmed up now. You ready to do this show? <laughs> <laughs> we um, we're glad you came, man. We are hoping that you'll come back. We know that uh, we know you got a busy schedule, and we're gonna be pulling for you in Atlanta to get one fifty. Yeah, thank you for pretty, staying over too. Pretty, yeah. Did I stay over? No, I thought you were cutting you, me off. No, yeah, last night, you spent the night. Last oh. night, you know, uh, you you didn't need to be here in North Carolina today, right. and you stayed for us, and that, no. that means a lot. No, this is important. Come here to be on your show because I'm building my fan base. A lot of my fan base is in the graveyard. I go by and see them <laughs> in every town I go to. <laughs> but there's a whole new world out there, and they're coming. And the people love your show, yeah. and and. Uh, and and I'm just really honored honored to be a part of it. 
And I saw the picture for the first time. I, they, they showed me babies before, and I don't even think about it. But my daughter, Brittany, pulled it up on her phone and said, here, because Courtney sent them all to her. And she says, look at this baby. And it was just beautiful. And that is the most important thing in your life. That's right. And, 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 and you think you know that now, and you're doing everything, but, but you won't know it till they get that personality and they start talking. Yeah. And then when they say, I love you, Daddy and Mama, now I'm going to cry right here on your show. Because that is really, that, that all we are is an extension of our children. You know what I mean? We'll change sponsors. We'll move on. Life will change. We'll be superstars, whatever. But in the end, it's our children. And that's why I'm staying by my kids to the very end. I, I call out, it's Courtney's race car here. And, and, and uh, because that really matters to me. Courtney's the love of my life. So's Adra. So's Ashley. And, and, and so's Brittany. And Brittany out there, I, I did this whole deal. Brittany. Okay, I, I designed a new T-shirt, and we're calling you the last samurai. You're the last force that's left. You saw that movie with yeah. with Tom Cruise. The last, <laughs> and she goes, Dad, <laughs> I, you know, what about my sisters? You're acting like they're all gone by calling me the last samurai. Okay, I didn't think about it. And then I went on and re replied what some reporter wrote in the paper at Houston. I said, this girl wears NHRA championship ring, not a wedding ring. Oh. Did I get beat up for that? <laughs> she said, Dad, I have 40 proposals to get married because you said it on one show. <laughs> so the listeners, we love you out there. Thank you for being on our show, the John Force uh, <laughs> Jr. Um, anyway, no, I, I get one shot. That's right. And you know what was funny? True story. Then I'll shut up. And you can cut all this. It don't matter. Coming out of the hotel, a guy said that to, to me. That's the name of your show. Yeah. And he called it out to me. I'm going to watch you today on Download. Awesome. awesome. And he said it going by. What the hell is he talking about? Oh, yeah, I'm going to a show. Like, I don't know how you get the word out, but just a, a guy walking by in the hotel. We get the word. Race. Yeah. We get the word out because we have great guests. Yeah. yeah. And that little woodpecker. That little woodpecker. Yeah, little woodpecker. Yeah. I never cussed. I did good. <laughs> you did good. I did, did all good. the way through the show. I'm trying to keep my job at Chevrolet. Will you come and back? Oh, yeah. I'm going to wait out here until you call me back in. <laughs> I love this facility. It's beautiful. Thank you. And, and what you built. Yep. And uh, just honor uh, to be here with both of you. Thank you. And the Earnhardt name I go back with a million years because I loved your dad. Yeah. And uh, I, I have my heroes, Richard Petty, you know, Rusty. I come from that school of people that, oh, we had fun. Yeah. And uh, there's stories that I'd love to tell, but they tell them on me, so I'm shutting up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, great. John. Thank you. Thanks for coming, man. Honor's mine. Yes, sir. Man, that was a pretty interesting interview. <laughs> I will have to say good luck to Matthew Dillner <laughs> uh, being able to get this out uh, on time tonight to or, the listeners. We're going to need some coffee. Or this week. Yeah. This, yeah. <laughs> Um, pretty interesting guy. And the, the thing about doing interviews with our guests, Mike, is that we, um, we don't have to feel like this urgency to have the greatest interview ever of John Force, uh, although they are all great. Uh, we just get a little snapshot of who he is, and we'll get John back just like all our other guests um, in the future, and uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we got a new partner, and I'm excited about this one. Uh, sometime, you know, Matthew will send me the partners ahead of time, the reads for the uh, for for our ads, so that I can be familiar with them. 
And when this one popped up in my email, man, did I get <laughs> excited. I think it was like 15 seconds I, I got know. a response from him. I knew it would, too. All right, it so would. it's Ancestry. And if anybody has been following my career or, or some of the more dedicated uh, supporters, uh, they know that I have uh, done a lot of work in my own uh, genealogy, and, and, and I used Ancestry to do that. Um it's incredible. I was able to accomplish so much, and it helped build me. You know, I eventually, um, you know, got the, enlisted the help of some people to really make sure that that the information that I had was was real because I was going to go uh, to Germany and I wanted to make sure that I was going to the correct locations and at the correct churches, for example, to be able to ask my wife to marry me and so forth. But all this started at Ancestry, and I was able to build an incredible foundation of my genealogy on Ancestry alone. And it almost becomes a game. You get addicted in trying to find these hints and this information and build that puzzle. Well, now they have even more to offer. Where'd he go? Look at this. Hey, this ain't my show. I bought two hats, junior hats, to take back to my, for me, and they won't take no money. So no, no. Oh, man. No, I'm coming to ask for free stuff. The ladies were really nice. But hey. I did a little commercial in there, and I said, this is where I do all my Christmas shopping. Like, Sorry I interrupted. Hey, I know it's like yeah, 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 yeah. We're going we're gonna to send this back when we get our... I don't want nothing free, and they were very nice. But I wanted some ass. I got your daddy's T-shirt. I've carried it in my trailer forever. It's my good life. All right. I got you. <laughs> Thank Sorry you, John. I interrupt you. No problem. <laughs> I don't think we've ever had a no, guest yeah. come back to... During an ad read. So, yeah, so John wanted to buy some some hats in the souvenir <laughs> shop, and they wouldn't take his money, so he brought us a $100 bill. <laughs> I wish I'd have got him sign it. <laughs> now, that would now be know, a fun right? thing to put up. Yeah. <laughs> let me, let me, um, well, now they got more to offer, Mike. They got Ancestry <laughs> DNA. It's a DNA test that you take and you send back to Ancestry, uh, and it gives you so much more information and, and gives you uh, not just about the places you're from. It connects you to the places in the world where your story started using precise geographic detail and clear-cut historical insights. Uh, you can even trace your ancestors' journeys over time following how and why your family moved from place to place. For mm -hmm. example, the Earnharts came from Germany escaping religious persecution over, and they sailed in 1744 to Philadelphia, jumped off the boat, pledged their allegiance to the queen or whatever they had to do, and uh, they were given some land. I won't go into too much detail, but... But this is incredible. I mean, you know this based right. off of all... Yeah. All so this, you know, you'll be able to understand some of the... Re you know, when I'm doing my genealogy, I'm like, well, I know they moved, but why? Why did they... For example, why did the Earnharts travel, uh, migrate from Philadelphia down to Salisbury, North Carolina, and Concord and Kannapolis? What was that move all about? Ancestry DNA can help you kind of piece piece together some of them holes. It's easy to do. Within days, they mail you an Ancestry DNA kit, mm. all right, which includes full instructions and a saliva collection tube. You mail it back, and it goes to the lab, and the journey begins. Ancestry's unique features and record collections can give you more complete picture. Can give you a more complete picture of people from your past, like the events that shaped them, how they made a living, even how long they attended school. Mm. All right. Go to Ancestry.com slash Dale Jr. today for 20% off your Ancestry DNA kit. That's Ancestry.com slash Dale Jr. For 20% off your Ancestry DNA kit, Ancestry.com slash Dale Jr. I have my kit. I'll be doing this with you. Let's all get on board and see what we can learn. I love that. Yeah, it is great.
I, I, that's I've done a lot of research on my own, and I, that's the one thing I've never done. I know that's like the the final piece to the puzzle is yeah. the DNA kit. I got to do that. Yeah, I want to do it. Door bumper clear. Hey, this is TJ Majors, and this week on Door Bumper Clear Podcast, we're going to talk about increased downforce, increased horsepower package at Talladega, cautions on the last lap at Talladega, and Carson Elledge partying on Talladega Boulevard, which I do not endorse. Listen and subscribe to Door Bumper Clear on major podcast platforms. All right, so... What do we do now? Yeah, we got our open segment, man. We're just going to have some casual conversation, and uh, this is sponsored by Nobody. <laughs> so I, can, I can remember to do that. I can hardly remember to get our sponsors in. <laughs> Anyways, we, you know, Mike, you went to the drag race, had yeah. a lot of fun this weekend, learned a lot. Um, you're going to go back. Oh yeah, I'm dying to get you to the tree so you can feel yeah. that. Um, obviously, in the grandstands, you can feel the ground shaking. You know, imagine being down down there and and the burning in the nostrils of the fuel and all that, and the <laughs> oh, eyes yeah. watering, and it's it's crazy. When I took Amy down there to the tree and the, they they launched, she took off running because she thought something bad was happening. <laughs> she thought things were going wrong, but that's just how it is. Oh, yeah. um, I had a birthday party. Isla uh, turns one on the thirtieth, and we had a birthday party for her. Two big bouncy houses. <laughs> um, rainbow theme birthday party. We had twenty something kids there, all in the swimming pool. Hired a lifeguard. Felt great. No anxiety. We had a good day. Had a smash cake. Everything went as planned. I didn't think that was going to happen. You know, you had first birthday party. I've never thrown a birthday party. I really didn't even throw it. Amy threw it. But the chances of something going wrong, something break, breaking, something something bad happening, someone falling, getting hurt, whatever, mm-hmm. didn't happen. You were there. I, I, so was Matthew. Matthew yeah, brought his there, family. That's right. Uh, listen, I've I've been to a few one year old birthday How'd parties. How do you think before. that went? I'm gonna tell you something. That was a party. Yeah. That was your wife. She needs something. to be commended. Yeah. Because that was a lot of fun. You know what I like most about it, yeah. and this is just one of those peculiar things that once you've been to enough birthday parties, you know that you, you'll appreciate this. There was no expectations. People could do what they wanted to do. Yeah. There was no agenda. There was no, now everybody come over here and watch Isla open presents. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah. and we're like, yeah. you know, we, there, it, was, it was, you want to go to the slide? Go to the slide. Even the parents could go down the slide, yeah. you know? And if you want to eat, there was, man, the food was there. It was like the, the desserts. It was an amazing party. Thank you. I'm telling you, man. It's so nice. Daniel, it was so glad to hear this. I, I mean it. I mean it. Matthew, you felt the same way. Yeah, my kid didn't want to leave, man. He, he got his little turtle swimmy thing on, and he enjoyed the heck out of the pool. Yeah. We uh, <laughs> so, so the party was great. Um, got some great photos. We unveil our Darlington car over the weekend. That's right. And um, so I think a lot of people uh, had a pretty good idea what it was going to be. We actually have that car here, uh, a, a new diecast prototype of that car um, on the table, uh, which makes me even more excited about yeah. it. But this car is the um, paint scheme that my dad ran in his first race at Charlotte Motor Speedway in 1975, his first cup race. It was owned by a guy named Ed Degree, who actually raced this car. Um, for whatever reason, I, Norman Degree is Ed's son. Norman was the crew chief on the car. Norman worked side-by-side with Dad during this experience in 1975. I had a a lunch with Norman. Oh. Yeah. And so I sat down with Norman, and Norman works right now at Stuart Haas Racing. So I called Tony Stewart. I said, hey, mind if I have lunch with Norman? I'm going to do this car. I I don't want to bother you. I know he's an employee of yours. Uh, I might actually use him some of the, of the, um, the rollout or whatever. Anyways, Tony's cool about it. I went and got Norman, took him to lunch. I'm like, hey, all right, 
let's talk about this car. He brought some pictures. I'm like, I want to get it perfectly correct. I want to I want to make sure the paint scheme and every little detail is just like the car raced uh, on the racetrack. It had white wheels, um, so I'm excited about that. I'm having some having some white wheels, and uh, it had Ed Negri's name on the door. They mm. didn't even put Dad's name on the car uh, for the race. So uh, as you know, as you'll see on the diecast in the car where they'll race at Darlington, you'll see Ed Negree on the door. That's huh. um, because that's that's what was on the car when Dad drove it. Basically, Norman and Dad were kind of hanging out. Norman, uh, I don't know, you know, Dad was kind of in and around, in and around uh, their shop at different points uh, in his life. He's hanging out there one day, sometime in '74, I imagine, or 1975. This car sitting in the back of the shop, and Dad said, "Hey, Norman." You should tell your dad that we're going to take this car and go race it. And he's like, yeah, right. My dad's going to laugh that off and tell me I'm crazy. I'm not trying to piss my dad off. Come on. So he, dad hounded Norman enough to where he finally went up to uh, Ed, his father, and Ed said, yeah, all right, you guys want to take it and race it? Do it. So dad and Norman took the car to Charlotte. They made the field and uh, qualified, I don't know, somewhere in the back and ended up finishing 22nd, ran all the laps. Um, not competitive, but anyways, I, if you, if there's some video of the, of the race, you see dad getting lapped on the back straightaway and he looks like he's about 10 mile an hour slower than Richard Petty and those guys that Richard driving his charger. Um, dad, this was actually a Dodge charger that dad drove in 1975, but he's out there hmm. running his first race. And, um, I didn't know what it looked like on a modern version of our cars today, but I thought it looked pretty good. I did the photo shoot a couple weeks ago. It was hard for me not to release any of those photos <laughs> because you know how excited I get. Uh, but we were able to officially announce the, the car, and I hope people are pleased with it. And I hope it helps educate people not only about Dad's first race in 75 at Charlotte, but about Norman Degree and about Ed Degree. makes people maybe dig a little bit into who they were and, and how they were connected to Dad's story. Um, Ed raced for a lot of years, had a lot of different drivers driving his cars as well. Um, so it'll be fun sort of sharing that story and growing that. We had a uh, really, really freaking good race on Sunday. Now, you know, Junior Motorsports had a tough day on Saturday. Mm-hmm. The Xfinity race was fun to watch. But the I don't know if you were at the drag race, Mike. So I watched the last I watched 40 it. laps. Okay. I'm, I have not uh, – it's been a long time since I've felt that way while watching a race. I don't watch a lot of races, uh, you know, th- in my life. I was driving in them. But, um, I've, you know, I remember – I remember how I used to get nervous and excited about what, when I would watch races as a when as a kid watching my dad race. Right, um, I felt that feeling on Sunday while mm. we were watching segment one and segment two. I had this like uh, excite. I had the, I had this like I could not wait for the finish. I haven't felt that way in a long time, mm. and I mean even I have to go back to before I drove cars as a fan watching my dad race, I'm sitting there watching dad run a race and I'm going, I can't wait for the finish. You know, this is going to be awesome. Are we going to win? Who's going to win? You know, and I'm watching this race Sunday. And if you looked away from the TV for five minutes, you would look back and the whole field would be the complexity of who was leading, where, where the guy that was leading was. I mean, there was so much happening, so many positions being changed. I'd look up at the TV and somebody's leading two or three. I, you know, I'm looking at second, third, fourth. Who's an outside line? All that good stuff. Glance down, glance back up, and the whole complex. All that's changed. 
leaders in 10th. You know, some other guy that wasn't even up there is leading. It seemed like that it was so much, I wouldn't say easier, but it was, there was so much more opportunity for the drivers to make runs, take runs, be aggressive with runs, many more. And when that, when you present opportunity for those guys, they want to use it. They want to take, they want to go get the lead. What makes a great plate race? Well, a great plate race is when everybody wants to lead, when the cars present the opportunity for the drivers to try to lead. All right. If you can't make runs and you can't make passes by yourself and the potential of you losing many, many spots trying to make a pass, you're not going to make a move. You're going to stay you're going to stay in position because you're going to be in fear of losing a lot of spots with the with the high risk of pulling out and trying to make a pass. So we eliminated that. We had guys being able to do anything they really wanted to do, getting these crazy good runs. And the more that happened as the race went on, the more aggressive they got and the more confidence they had in making moves and trying to make passes. Then guys are like, hey, I want the lead. I want the lead. The more guys in that pack that are thinking, I want the lead right now, the better it's going to be for the show. I thought we saw a ton of that. It was so much fun to watch. Uh, and I'm glad because, uh, again, this week, the tandem conversation fired up. Boy, that oh, was boy. fun, huh? Um, so many of our fans uh, you know, think back on different packages, and a lot of them really enjoyed the tandem racing. And uh, I'm, I'm probably going to get called out for this, but when I look at a lot of those guys' profiles, they're, they're, they're fans that have been watching uh, in the last 10, uh, 15, 20 years. Not, these guys hadn't, you know, these aren't fans from the 80s. Or the '90s. These are fans from the thousands. That's right. Younger fans, right? That's right. If I think about it, if I look at the sport in that time frame, I can see their point. Tandem may have been probably the best package, at, you know, in that in those in those 20 years or 15 years. But I know that it's possible to create good pack racing that's not really tandem racing, so that every driver has a chance to drive up there and do their own thing and race for themselves, be selfish. Um, and I saw that Sunday, man. I was so grateful, uh, so happy, and and uh, hopefully that translates over to to Daytona in July. Uh, the teams definitely take these rules and keep and learn and adjust and make their cars better and make their cars harder to pass. You know that's what they're supposed to do. Uh, but hopefully the way the race looks and feels and and the way it is for, uh, to view doesn't change uh, going forward. But man, I I liked what I saw. Bravo to NASCAR, too, because they were kind of – there's so many unknowns. Giant spoiler, ridiculous-looking spoiler, cartoonish. Tapered spacer. Tapered spacer. Well, they changed rules, didn't they? Tapered, mid- tapered spacer was uh, it made it – you know, they were running some damn speeds. Yeah, had a little more power, uh, a little more throttle response. That created – that helped create the runs. Uh, mid – you know, they had more speed, I think, than they anticipated, so they put this little wicker bill on the spoiler at the last minute. They basically gave the teams a piece of metal and said, here, shape this into a wicker bill and put it on your car. Um, that felt to some of the drivers, uh, uh, to that felt to a lot of people, not just drivers, I think, that, man, are they prepared? Are they ready for this? Do they know what they're doing? But honestly, man, it turned out to be great. It turned out to put on a – it turned out to have a – we turned out to have a great show – and I'm sure there were a lot of people with NASCAR that were nervous going into this weekend as to how this was going to play out. Good stuff. Fun to watch. And I, I will just add one thing, yeah. and that is, you know, I, I did leave the drag race to come home to the final laps at Talladega. And as much fun and as much as we've talked about how great that the, my weekend at the drag strip was, it made me really appreciate then to be able to come home and watch Talladega and – uh, you know, especially when you know you leave the four wide nationals uh, in the you know in the quarter mile straight sense, and then you go home and it's they're they're racing four wide at Talladega, and it makes you 
Really appreciate both of them, the purity of it. I, I enjoyed watching those last few laps at Talladega because I realized I you can really as a, I may have even come a little bit closer to Dillner's side of being such a like a car enthusiast of the weekend. You talked about the Xfinity race on Saturday. I mean, there was a lot of racing, and uh, and it made the, the weekend at the drag strip made me appreciate what we have with NASCAR and with Talladega and with what those drivers did in the last few laps. Uh, it was crazy. I, you know, I didn't get to follow the whole weekend, and, and, uh, but the last few laps was, well, what you described is what we feel at Talladega every time to me. It's, well, you know, watching Talladega all these years, it's nerve-wracking. Yeah. It's just crazy. It's like, you know, and, and it's how we feel. And so um, you're seeing that now yeah. because you're, you know, you're detached from that driver's seat, and that's kind of cool for us to hear. The racing almost kind of calmed down slightly as they got toward the end of the stage, which is op- is kind of opposite everywhere right. else. Right? And since it kind of ramps up toward the end of the stages, but you can't take stage waste racing away from the, the plate track, so that's not an option. But I was just surprised by that. Uh, the other thing that I don't like, I don't love, is how the manufacturers work together and how the teams work together. And I know that that's in their best interest. And I was, as a driver, wanted that. I wanted help. I wanted to be able to depend on guys uh, you know, but I, I don't love all the Chevrolets in one line working together, and then the Fords trying to. To me, I want it where it's every man for himself. Everybody's out there just trying to do everything they can and being really, really selfish. And every you know every driver wanting to be in front. So I don't know how you untie that knot with the teams and all working together, but that, you know, that's just kind of where the sports went, the direction the sports went. Chevy wants to win. So Chevy's going to get all the teams together and say, hey, if, if the, you know, if Toyota and Ford are all going to work in unison, we have to do that as well. I get how it's got to this point. I don't love it. The teammates working, you know, somebody asked me on Twitter, when did you have the most freedom? I, well, when I had less teammates, <laughs> you know, and that's the honest truth. It's if you have less teammates, sometimes that guy's not where you are, on, you know, in the field, and you don't have to worry about helping him because he's nowhere near you, and you can do whatever you want to do. But when you got four teammates, then like, chances are you're going to be within proximity of one of them at some point, and you have to think, okay, what I'm getting ready to do does that hurt him? Does that bother him? Does that help him? Maybe I can do something that does help him instead, mm-hmm. and entirely different than maybe what I want to do for myself. That's not a fun way to race. But that's kind of how some of them teammates are. They're they're kind of putting that box, you know. I think if you're at the end of that race, and I mean, I won a lot of races working with Michael, but I didn't like it. I didn't want. You never have like. I didn't want to run second to Michael. Right. Um, He didn't want to run second to me. Right. You know. But we did. We did win a lot of races working together, and I think that that's what helped Chase Elliott, Alex Bowman, right there at the end. You you're sitting there leading the race. You're you'd love to have a teammate behind you. But as the race is going on in stage one, in stage two, all the all the manufacturers kind of working together so much wasn't something I, I was I really like to see, but it's inevitable. Did, I got a question for you. Did sure. you have any additional anxiety over seeing your car, your old car, being up there vying for the win? Did that add any anything to the uh, the excitement? And I don't mean anxiety in a bad way. I mean seeing Bowman up there, right behind Chase, your old team. What that would that do to you? Uh, I'm ha- I've had some anxiety over the fr- the struggles that Alex has had. I, you know, I feel invested in his uh, career and uh, helping you know helping him get this opportunity, and so I want it to work. Mm-hmm. And it, it's not worked the way that it you know we thought it would. It's not he's not been as successful as we had hoped. Um, and he would admit he would say that himself. I know he's frustrated. He said so after the race. 
uh, that this is a this is where we need to be. This is how we need to run, and and this has been a tough start to the season. And uh, so I was hoping that he would win. I, you know, as a broadcaster, I try not to pull for anybody. I try not to hope for any one driver to win the race. But for Alex's sake, and and for Rick and Nationwide and everybody that's Greg. part of that program, for yeah. Greg, yeah, for, for sure. all the guys on the team, uh, I I'd love I love seeing them happy. You know, I want Alex to be successful. I want him to have a great career. I want him to get that one win, get that monkey off his back. Uh, so I was pulling for him. Great win for Chase Elliott. Seems like the fans loved it. Um, he's, he's, he's the new fan favorite, uh, most popular driver. That was certainly evident by the reaction of the crowd after the race. Yeah. So that's great for the sport, great for him. Speaking of Nationwide, we got a new uh, segment for our show, and I think this is going to be a segment, uh, repeating segment, right? Correct, Mike? Well, uh, to the next month. I mean, for the next four weeks, we're going to do something. We, You know, we had uh, – well, first of all, Nationwide does something very cool every Memorial Day race, every World 600, and they put a fallen soldier's name on their car, right? And you you ran with yeah. the fallen soldier's names on your car. And they've done this for four years, and uh, they got another one. And we had the privilege just a few weeks ago, Dale, uh, of this uh, particular soldier, John Tumelson, a Navy SEAL. His sisters were in town, yes. and they came here, and uh, we surprised them. They got to meet you. You spent a lot of time with them, but we we did uh, we we wanted to know more about John Tumelson, and we want you, the listeners, to know more about John Tumelson. So when this name and this special paint scheme runs on Memorial Day or uh, for the World Six Hundred here in a few weeks, you know the story and you know him, and so we're going to do this on the Dale Jr. Download for the next several weeks and let uh, his sisters, Joy and Christy, tell us about. John and all that he did and I it was really a privilege to meet them and I know it was cool for you to meet them and hear the story but uh, I think that it's important for us that uh, the listeners of the download uh, get to know John as well all right here we go this is Christy and I'm the oldest Joy's two and a half years younger than me and then bicentennial year July 1st well on July 4th we actually left the festivities of downtown Rockford and went to pick up our baby brother and bring him home. Growing up family was always important. So my dad was from a family of 14. So he had 14 brothers and sisters. My mom was from a farming family. So again, every close knit, you know, everybody had to work together. We knew as kids, we didn't plan things on Sunday. Those were days we'd go to one of the grandparents and have dinner and that type of thing. And just always had each other's backs and family was always the cornerstone of everything we did. We knew when Dad had a good contracting year because he'd surprise us with toys. We'd always know by how good the Christmas was. And so one year he got Christy and I a snowmobile we had to share, and then John got a, a three-wheeler. And so he would tear through town. One of my favorite stories was he and his friend Justin, they were a little mischievous. And about, I don't know, later that evening after they'd been, that they'd been hanging out, my parents get a knock at the door from the sheriff's department that there were some windows broken out of a construction site and there were three-wheeler tracks and everybody knew that the two boys that had three-wheelers in town were Justin and John. And so, you know, my dad being in construction, you know, was upset. How could you do that to somebody else's property? And so made him go and apologize. But so yeah, he was a little, a little mischievous, but well, both my parents were very hard workers. And so they instilled that work ethic into us. So I think that is very much encompasses all of us, but especially John and where he got in his career. So when he was 12 or 13, 
he went to school definitely for the social aspect of things and so my mom was like how can I get him to be more studious and so she wanted to encourage him to read so um, family friends suggested a book he was really big into martial arts and so told my mom to get this or told my dad to get this book by Richard Marcinko and so um, John read that book and from that moment on he knew that he wanted to be a Navy SEAL somehow he found every Navy SEAL workout that he could possibly find and started doing workouts. How old was he? 12, 13. So John started doing Navy SEAL workouts when he was 12 or 13. Uh huh. Mm hmm. He wrote papers. He did art projects about the Navy SEALs. He, I mean, it was read books upon books upon books. It was just kind of everything he did. I don't know that I ever believed otherwise. I agree. And it was never, I think I want to be a Navy SEAL. It was. I am going to be a Navy SEAL. Great information, great story. We'll hear more of that over the next several weeks. Uh, Mike, ready for the white flag? Let's do it. Keep coming, bud. White flag, bud. White flag right there, white flag. All right, Dale Jr., you've got a big week ahead of you. Friday, you're being inducted into the North Carolina Sports Hall of Fame. Excited for that? Yeah, I really don't know what to think about all that. Yeah, it's kind of a it, it, it would be a little bit of an overload, uh, but this is the Hall of Fame run that now begins. So, uh, yeah, right. I mean, that's so you're be predicting cool. multiple Hall of Fames. I'm predicting more than this one. Okay, <laughs> I'm really nervous. That's Friday, and then Saturday, as most people do after being inducted to the Hall of Fame, they go to the Kentucky Derby mm-hmm. on Saturday. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> so you're going to be doing the broadcasting with NBC Sports of the Kentucky Derby. Tell us all you know about horses. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm nervous. I'm nervous about it because I got this. Um, I had some skin cancer removed from my neck, and I got these stitches in my neck. And I'm supposed to be at the Kentucky Derby, and I'm worried about somebody coming up and grabbing me by the shoulder or wrapping their arm. Like, me and Rudd are going to hang out, and I know Rutt's going to grab me or put me in a headlock. But I'm, uh, I don't know. I'm, uh, I want to get these stitches out, but that's like all that's laying right on top of each other. Like, I'm supposed to get the stitches out at the same time I'm supposed to go to the Kentucky Derby. Oh, wow. Yeah. How's that going to work? I know. Yeah. Now I'm, yeah, hint, feel hint, my anxiety. Hence the reason you're bringing it up. Yes. Got it. Don't so, know how that's going to work. Trying to figure that out. But, yeah, I'm going to Kentucky Derby. Wife's been once. I'm excited. She says it's the greatest thing ever. She had a lot of fun when she went. I, I still got to get my outfit. You know, I was that's just very thinking. very important. Well, no, yeah, wait, right? no, wait a second. He, but it's, it's more so because he's going to be with Rutt. I didn't know he was going to be with Rutt. Last year, if anybody watched. It doesn't matter, what, seen, I, it don't matter what I wear then because. Rutt's is going to be flamboyant. <laughs> yes. Yes. And he was at the Kentucky Derby last year and, and did, not, did not hold back at all yeah. on his outfit. So, I went to the Kentucky Derby last year. It was the wettest one in history. Yeah. It like, should have been the most mi- like miserable day ever. Coolest thing I've ever done. Yeah. So wow. you'll enjoy it. Okay. So well, that uh, makes me feel better. So good good luck with that. I'm going with you, so we'll have a lot of fun uh doing You're that. going, Mike? Yeah. Oh yeah. Hey. Yeah. What's it's up? Be fun. That's right. I I won't pat you on the shoulder or anything though. Don't grab me by now, the neck. Don't grab me by the neck. <laughs> Speaking of NBC Sports though, our show, I want to look over at our producer Brian right now because I think the Dell Junior Download is back to its normal TV slot. This coming week, so you can watch this episode with John Force Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time on NBC Sports Network. Also, we've learned that our Will Power episode will air next Friday, May 10th at 6 p.m. Ooh, Eastern Time. Special that's on a, airing. That's a Friday. Yeah, Friday, May 10th, because our uh, Will Power episode did not uh, make air that week because, I guess, a hockey playoffs or something. So that's that. Let's see what else. Um, to see bonus content of this podcast and video clips of John Force, good luck, guys. I love my team. <laughs> you will have your work cut out trying to get that uh, all I put think together. it'll be actually easy for them to throw clips together trying to put the whole thing. 
into one podcast. That's true. That's so, yeah, hard. The clips will be great because he he was a soundbite one after the other. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Follow, but follow Dirty Mo Media on social media: Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. You'll find us at Dirty Mo Media. And I've also uh, we've got some new Apple reviews this week. Let's read a few. The streaking runner says. I listen to the podcast when I'm running. Y'all are a great companion to run with, and you make the miles fly by. So I uh, wish we had that same effect on us. But anyways, Cap City 08 says, I'd recommend this podcast to race fans old and new. Secondly, I got curious about filter time because of you guys, so I signed up. I will end up saving $120, which is the cost of the tickets to the Martinsville Fall Race that I will now go to. So there's Dale Jr. and Blake Cook saving the sport all through air filters. Uh, and now they're going to uh, Martinsville with that leftover money. NW NASCAR fan says, I love this podcast. Now that Junior is not behind the wheel, we still have a way to listen to him rant and yell on the radio. I never <laughs> thought of that. You and your microphones, you need them. You need something. You need an outlet to be yelling at. And you, have, yeah. you, you used it certainly as a driver. So um, there's that. And then here, Junior, you'll like this one. Jeff Chandler says, I have been in the sport as a tire changer and mechanic since 1985. I worked on Jeff Bodine's number five Levi Garrett car, so I lived the, quote, getting wrecked by Earnhardt years. (laughs) It it caused me not to like Earnhardt very much, which naturally led me not to be a fan of Junior during his career. But after listening to just about all of the downloads, I have come away with a very different view of Dale Junior. I agree with many of his views, and since I was at the racetrack for many of the stories that you guys tell... It is a nice trip down memory lane. By the way, Dale, your dad and I finished on a good note. I'll tell you that story in a couple from the rough years if you're ever interested. Thanks again, Jeff Chandler at Joe Gibbs Racing. Wow, that's so, awesome. That Thank neat? you, Jeff. Yeah, very that's cool. Super cool. That but, is, man. Yeah. So, uh, what episode was that? Oh, it was with uh, I think, it, it was with Richard that I we think were talking the, about those years. One of the one of the best compliments you can get is from your peers or yeah. anybody, any of like any of those guys that have lived it. That's right. right. That's right. So very th- very cool. Thank you, Jeff. Lastly, I w- just want to again thank this week's sponsors, Pristine Auction, Ancestry, and Nationwide. Also, big thanks to Cadence 13 for all that they do for us. And that's it, Dale. All right, we got some odd history here. We actually got two. Can I, can I use them both? Yeah, go for it. All right. <laughs> well, yeah, one, one's, uh, one's great. Two's better. <laughs> Jimmy Ingram finished 15th at Dover in May 1980. Nah, 15th. All right, Jimmy Ingram. Not a big deal, right? But it was 27 years, 8 months, and 17 days since his last cup race. 1952, Southern 500. That remains the record for the longest gap between two cup starts. Okay. Pretty interesting. Yeah. Also, in 1986, with 56 laps remaining in the May race at Dover, Jody Ridley driving for Raymock. Oh, yeah. He crashed. Ridley was brought to a local hospital via ambulance to get checked out. And after an examination, Ridley (laughs) found out that his team had left Delaware without him but they had his clothes they had his wallet all that stuff was in the holler and ridley was stranded at the hospital eventually bobby allison showed up to say hey how you doing <laughs> you feeling okay a couple hours later right race is over that's nice right bobby yep. coming by heck yeah well allison asked if he could help in any way and ridley said yeah he needed a ride home <laughs> so i think that's how he got back to charlotte that's good yeah pretty cool Back when drivers would crash, go to the hospital, and other drivers would come see them before they went home. Man, I can't imagine anyone actually doing that now. Yeah. Right. I mean, I really, everybody, they'll, they'll send them a text, but maybe. Yeah. But they ain't going to come visit them. Right. Pretty cool. All right. John well, Force would. John Force uh, was a lot of fun. <laughs> and I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we did. Thanks for listening to the Dale Jr. Download. Appreciate all our partners. We'll see you next week.
This bit of badassery was made by Dirty Mo Media. Dirty Mo.